What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 84 of the Workprints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. I'm your host, Rob, and normally I would say, as always, but I missed last week, and holding it down for me was my co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Um, not much. I, I think we're episode 85, but I'm just counting this as the Game of the Year podcast. Ah, so. okay. Um, Maybe, yeah. Well, see, I don't count last week's as canon because I wasn't hosting oh. it. No. All right. So Ouch. maybe. All right. And then I'm corrected. Episode 85. <laughs> see, I went off of your. I know. I didn't graphic. The countdown. That's my and bad. So that's not all me. <laughs> no, but yeah, this is our game of the year podcast. So this will be a little bit different than our normal weekly podcast. Luckily, after last week's mega announcement, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week. So we're not missing out on a ton. And there's also hasn't been a ton of new releases. I do want to talk about quickly uh, one game that I've been playing that released recently that or actually two games quickly that I've been playing and both are actually available on uh, Game Pass. The first one being Nobody Saves the World, which is a Zelda dungeon crawler top down 2D. Well, actually... I guess the art style would be 2D, but it is a 3D world, right? Because it's top down. And I've been playing that co-op with my brother. We actually have streamed our first play session last week. And we'll be streaming again, I think, tomorrow night. And that's been a a lot of fun. It's by, oh man, Drinkbox Studios. Yes, the Guacamelee folks. And I love their games. And the art style is very reminiscent of kind of like a Binding of Isaac in a way. Uh, Binding of Isaac meets like the behemoth, you know, like your castle crashers and stuff like that. And so it's been a pretty good time. Me and him also try to, when we're streaming, we <laughs> we try to do voices for all the characters and all the dialogue. And uh, yeah, and the voices don't even say the same, honestly, from like <laughs> scene to scene, because it's hard to keep all these different characters and remember what voice you did for them and stuff like that. So no, the, the stream's been fun. I've been having a good time. Uh, I think that I'll save you know more of my thoughts on that for next week once I get a little bit farther in. The other game I do want to talk about quickly is Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, which is that uh, co-op, almost Left 4 Dead-esque uh, shooter that takes place in the Rainbow Six Siege world. So you're actually playing with some of the operatives from that game with their abilities, or at least takes on their abilities. And it is very much a Left 4 Dead, a Back 4 Blood, a you know alien fire team, that type of game, but more tactical. So it is very take it slow, watch your corners, use your operator's abilities to their fullest. And I got to say, I've been having a lot of fun with it and i'm kind of semi addicted to it like it has become one of those games where when the right people are on i'm like this is what we need to do let's get in and do that have you played have you booted this up at all i have not had a chance to i was busy doing homework for game of the year which included (laughs) finishing and starting and finishing inscription within the last week and then wrapping up psychonauts 2 um so you know i'll have more to say about that as we get underway but no, it's uh, uh, my my buddies have extended their Game Pass uh, PC subscriptions, or they got Ultimate for three years now. Uh, after they quickly realized how good of a value it is, um, it's 
and, and so it's just I, we were talking about this in the pre-show just game pass is saving me so much money uh and it's offering so much just in january alone that you don't need to buy video games anymore if you <laughs> yeah if, if, if you're not up to if you're not like us where you need to buy every game when it comes out even if you are a lot of those games are available day one which is uh which is really neat um Oh man, I was gonna say something I completely forgot. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I like I said, this is our game of the year podcast, so I don't want to take too much time talking about this. But uh, if you're at all interested, it is on Game Pass. Go ahead and give it a shot, and I'll have more thoughts on that next week as well. Let's get to the meat of this podcast. The reason we're all here. Finally, it's time for the Work Prince Games Cast Game of the Year 2021 list. I'm dressed. <sighs> For business casual with my buttoned up polo and my golf hat. And I'm I'm here representing uh, the video games with Pikachu on my shirt. Let's get into it. First thing we're gonna do is actually Blog, can you bring up the list? The so list. we have we have a list here of at least games that we have talked about for do one thing. Uh, throughout this year on the podcast obviously this list is way too big yeah so so i was going through the list yesterday i i messaged rob i was like hey rob let's um should we put together the list or we're gonna go through it uh the year's releases on the podcast he's like let's put it together early so i just went through the 2021 releases and just put down everything we kind of talked about throughout the year. Some stuff that I know will not make game of the year. <laughs> yeah. But I just like, but there are some things that like we do, I, I think we, I do want to give accolades to. Um, yes. That, you know, they might not be in top 10, but they did touch us in special ways. Um, through, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, I got you, I got you. Yeah. And All so, right, well, uh, let this me... list is 46 deep. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, Rob, why don't you read down what we have here? So we have Hitman 3, The Medium, Little Nightmare 2, Yakuza Like a Dragon PS5 release, which doesn't count for Game of the Year, but we'll, we'll leave it on there anyway for we now. We didn't have a podcast last year, so... Um, <laughs> I know that's why exactly why you did it, so you that, could somehow... That, yeah, yes. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, It Takes Two, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, what was that called? Remake? Remaster? Uh, Out, re remake? Remaster? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Outriders, Returnal. Resident Evil Village, Hood, Outlaws and Legends, Knockout City, Biomutant, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Mario Golf, Super Rush, Scarlet Nexus, F1 2021, Death Store, Pokemon Unite, Neo, The World Ends With You, The Forgotten City, Dodgeball Academia, Boyfriend Dungeon, 12 Minutes, Aliens Fireteam Elite, Psychonauts 2, The Artful Escape, Life is Strange True Colors, Tales of Arise, WarioWare, Get It Together, Deathloop, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Far Cry 6, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Inscription, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Empires 4, Mario Party Superstars, Unpacking, Call of Duty Vanguard, Forza, <laughs> Forza Horizon 5, Gloomhaven, Halo Infinite, The Gunk. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I know that's a lot. Uh, yes. I know there's, there's a lot of stuff on here that's going to be taken off immediately, but... Yeah. Going through this list, 
2021 was a banger year for video it's, games. It's, it's insane. I was looking at this list earlier when you first uh, put it together. And I went through there and I was like, I have 13 or 14 games for my top 10. And yeah. that does not include games that I know you are going to argue for. And it's it's nuts. I mean, it really seemed like this year wasn't going to be great. And I think because so many things got delayed, it kind of gave yeah. the impression that this was a weak year. But going through the, I mean, we talked about it, obviously, about mm -hmm. how great the year was. We were, you know, uh, we it's knew the, first the whole year for time. Next gen consoles, you know, yeah, like it's, it's the first real year. year. Yep. Yeah. And so and it felt like one compared to the Xbox One, PS4. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> You're too excited about this game of the year podcast, knocking your camera over and stuff. But yeah, no, it this year was absolutely amazing quality. Now, I think for the most part, we didn't have like there weren't massive, massive standouts, you know. I mean, I would argue that some of these are really big standouts, but mm -hmm. if we're being honest with ourselves, we're not getting something on on the lines of like the way God of War hit. Witcher 3. Witcher um, 3, right. Like a Horizon or Breath of the Wild, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, which, like you said, Witcher 3 and, and God of War. Uh, yeah, we didn't get anything quite that hit that hard. Well, instead we got is consistency throughout the year. And from the beginning of the year to the end of the year uh so let's go ahead and, and go through this right now and just take out all right l l let's go through and we'll start from the top and we'll we'll go one by one on like what we're just taking out because it I, doesn't stand the chance okay well yeah so yeah I, we don't have to go from the top let's just yeah. listen right let's just yeah. we'll just go through and we can throw out games okay. out there i just want to say right now let's listen hood outlaws and legend has got to go i think that that game is a, a fun little time the community support is not there there wasn't enough variety at launch that game is a very mid game uh that had potential but it does not i don't think it even deserved being mentioned as games we mentioned <laughs> All right, let, let me do this. I want to, I'm just going to create another doc so we know what the original list looked like sure. really quick. Um, and then we can just go back here and start removing stuff. Okay, so Hood, Outlaws, and Legends is gone. Um, I, to be fair, Yakuza Like a Dragon did come out last year. Uh, <laughs> the PS5 release, you know, it was a time exclusive, was in 2021. Um, I mean, listen, I appreciate was, you putting yeah. it on there. It was, honestly, it was, I think, I believe it's my game of the year for 2020. Um, it was an unbelievable story, unbelievable cast of the characters, a great entry point into the Yakuza, Yakuza series. Um, and I don't, it, it's so rare to have characters that I care for and like the evolution and just like the relationships between them be so mature and it, just like you tear you, you like genuinely tear up like over some of the reveals in this game and it, it sits with you and so um while yakuza like a dragon does not qualify for our list i just wanted to <laughs> shout it out um, that's fair we didn't have for, a 2020 yes. game of the year yeah i'll let you have this okay but it's gotta go prince official game of the year for 2020 i'm not i won't even argue with you on that okay all right 
Uh, uh, I know you spoke very highly of this one, uh, number four. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Listen, it was very fine at the end of the day. I, you know what it was? I think at best for me, it made me want to play a future Crash Bandicoot, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the game was very, very pretty. I think there is some potential there. I do think that there's a lot that they need to kind of work out. I, I do think that's being stuck in some of its roots. It, it just needs to be modernized just a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that game's got to go. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, of the platformers on this list, uh, it just didn't feel like it had good platforming. Yeah, no, um, it's the weakest. It's the weakest yeah, platformer. It's the weakest. So, uh, yeah, it's got to go. Like, I, I did enjoy my time with it. It's hard as hell, uh, but not top 10 material or even top 20, in my opinion. Um, are we? Are, are you really that in love with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2? To... Um, so, I have, I thought you played this, and I wasn't sure, but... No, I did not. Okay, I'll just say, it's a, if you have not played top, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, I think it's been over 20 years. I don't know. It's a ridiculous amount of time since the originals came out. They're great games. Um, and then remastered right, very well done. Uh, so definitely check it out if you haven't got around to it. Or wait till the Microsoft Activision. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's a, it'll be on Game Pass. <laughs> Along with Crash Bandicoot. It's yeah. about time. <laughs> the Microsoft-owned Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. What Knockout else can we get how do you so feel about I, Knockout City? So I don't want to cut Knockout City yet. I mean, I listen, if we're being okay. honest, I don't no, think Knockout fine. City makes top 10, but I don't want to cut it yet. Uh, okay. I, I actually think that we should just go ahead and cut Mario Golf. I think it did a lot of things really well. Yeah. I, I think we had fun. I, I had some fun playing uh, online multiplayer, yeah. but the adventure mode is not, it's just not good. I can't believe they botched it so bad with the yeah. adventure mode. But um, yeah, I agree with you. The online multiplayer is just local multiplayer is a lot of fun yep seems like scotty in the chat does not <laughs> no he, oh, okay. the, funny thing is, okay. yeah. the funny thing yeah. is he he loves mario golf and hated this release so that kind of tells you a little bit about <clears throat> its reception yeah um let's see what else is on here um let's see let's go down i knew I, the world ends with you How i you played i played about 14 hours of that game i i think that it's, I think it's cool. I don't think it belongs in this discussion. Okay. Somewhere out there is a small group of Neo, uh, the world ends with you fans. They're just like, I just, the service. <laughs> I don't think that game needs to be, needs to be as long as it is. I, 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 I can't agree. I felt the same uh, about the original. <laughs> I did enjoy the original, but it was long as hell. And yeah. I hate when you have to get the, unlock the true ending for a video game through, in an insane number of circumstances, which involves a lot of collecting. Um, mm -hmm. Like, just let me, like, Arkham, what was it, Arkham Knight? You have to get all the Riddler trophies 100% it. Um, uh, I just get other games to that. Real quick, the one thing I do want to mention while we're cutting these games is, again, this is our game of the year list. Mm -hmm. So this is games that we've put the time in, games that we're passionate about. Our list is probably going to look very different than other people's lists out there because, one, we play a lot of games. We can't play everything. And yeah. so I'm sure, like, we don't have uh, Chicory on this list. And I know people spoke very highly of that and love that game. There's just some games that we aren't going to get to. And honestly, there are some games that, for whatever reason, we both fell in love with that we're going to champion more than maybe other places. So yeah. just keep that in mind when we're going through this. 
Yeah. Um, listen, I, I I didn't even I was so excited for twelve minutes and then did not play it um, after finding out what it was about and its uh, okay. reception. I played twelve minutes. I got every achievement in twelve minutes. I will tell anybody that hasn't played it, don't play it. <laughs> it is not <laughs> worth the payoff. Uh, it's a really cool concept. Yeah. If the story had delivered um, and it didn't have some problematic situations where you have to beat on a... No, I can't even say it because it's a spo- No, I can say it. It's a spoiler. No, we're spoiler. We're uh, talking yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, spo- yeah, just a heads up. We're talking spoilers. Uh, I'll try to give a warning before I speak of anything in particular. Um but yeah, 12 minutes, you find out your wife's pregnant, and then like some of the scenarios to, in order to advance involve violence against your pregnant wife, which is not the greatest uh, thing to see, especially when you do have a pregnant wife that's you any, like, any minute now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, 12 minutes, uh, interesting concept. I would like to see a different take on it that didn't involve one of the worst plot twists I've ever seen in a video game or any entertainment medium. Uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. I thought this was a fun enough game. This is very much in what would, in my opinion, in the past, what we would consider a B-tier game. Uh, And actually, like, a surprisingly pleasant B-tier game. But it lacks content, and this year seemed like a heavy year. And actually, the beginning of, or I should say last year, and then the beginning of this year even, seemed like a very heavy year for us getting these cooperative shooters. Mm -hmm. And... Aliens Fireteam Elite is probably the weakest of all the ones that we had uh, last year. So I enjoyed my time with it well enough, but it does not belong. I have a buddy that keeps asking for us to play with, with him on uh, PC. And I'm like, I'm like we'll, we'll get there we'll, one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got to finish my game of the year homework. Yeah. And then and then we'll get there. So, okay, Alien Fireteam Elite gone. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? So I know you felt very strongly about Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, so I, I'll leave that there for now. Yes, we'll leave that. Yeah, leave that there yeah. for now. Uh, the artful l- escape. Let's let's leave that there for now. I don't think this is where we cut it. I mean, th- okay. it's going to get cut, but this isn't where we cut it yet. I think there's stuff before it. Uh, I would I would go down to WarioWare, get it together. Okay. I have played like two hours of it. I love WarioWare games. I I I think that on the original DS, that was one of my favorite games, and even on the GameCube, uh, it was one of, like I love these games. I do not think that this formula with this new one is up to their standards. I think this is a very mid tier game. I never liked the WarioWare games, so, okay. <laughs> so this is, right, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Far Cry Six can go, man. I I've played like a decent. Now I've put a few hours in, so not not much at all. It has it just does not it has not gripped me. I think it's very pretty, uh, but I I it's just I have no passion for it. Unless you have passion for it, I don't think that stays on nope. our list. That's fine by me. Um, I actually so Kenna is staying on this list. You feel high on that? I don't think that this is you know we're doing these initial hey these games yeah. don't belong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cuts, so yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, Back for Blood. I'm. I want to keep up there. Uh, That's fine. I had a really good time with that game. Yeah. Uh, Age of Empires Four. Um, I know I've, you. I've only played. This. Yeah, I've only played a very little bit of it. I, I think the little bit I played is solid, but I don't know if it's. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, all right, Mario Party Superstars. 
Um, oh, so, okay, is so this, this is, a, is this a technicality this or is, is this a, not allowed? So this is a weird one. <laughs> yes, because it's because it, it it it's essentially just a remaster of multiple games of multiple but games. Only the it's, best it's like parts a, it's like a compilation. <laughs> I don't think it gets cut yet. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> listen, on one hand, I don't even know if it truly qualifies, and on the other hand, I don't think it gets cut yet. So yeah, <laughs> uh, even if it doesn't qualify, I don't think it's cut. Just because um, it has been so much fun. I Both of us, yeah. right, this year. Uh, yeah. Unpacking, I've only played 45 minutes of. Okay, I was going to ask you, because I know you played a bit of Unpacking. I was actually yeah. planning on playing uh, Unpacking, because it's only a couple hours long yeah. today, and then I just spent time with Cleanup in another game. Yeah. So You know, I think I think Unpacking probably has the potential to be in the conversation for one of my favorite games of the year. I, even the little bit I played, I don't think it mm-hmm. would land in my top 10. Uh, but the reality is, is neither of us played enough of it for it to stay yeah. on this list. So I think it does go. Call of Duty Vanguard has to go, like right yeah. away. I, actually, that should have been the first one we cut because <laughs> there's nothing outside of, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, the voice actress, Bailey. What's her first name? Ta- Tara Bailey? No. No. Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Outside of her performance, and she's trying her hardest to maybe care about the character, uh, there's uh, that game is a mess, honestly. And, and what they did zombies is so offensive to me as a huge zombies fan that uh, I I hate that that game even that you even typed it out <laughs> on this list. Uh, um, be happy I didn't put Battlefield down because I was like, that oh one's not even gonna last. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the first one removed. It um, wouldn't have made it to this point. I would have taken yeah. it off already. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, so for me, the the one I, I would cut at, at this round is is the gunk. I think the gunk was okay. uh, was pleasant, but it's. I think it's a very. I don't. I think it does everything fine. Uh, maybe even good, but it doesn't do anything great, and it's very forgettable. And so, I I would cut that. I would also. Uh, and in the same vein, I would go ahead and I would cut the medium. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think Bloober Team does atmosphere really well, and I like the horror games that they put out. But it just feels, it just feels so budget, yeah, compared to everything else uh, that I played this year. That while I enjoyed it, it, it doesn't make my top. It doesn't make my personal top 10, and I know that you really have no thoughts on it, so it's not going to make our... Yeah. Our... Um, I, I, so we're down to 31 games. Do you want to read this one out so uh, people on the podcast know what we're yeah, now sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so now we're down to Hitman 3, Little Nightmare 2, It Takes Two, Outriders, Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Knockout City, Biomutant, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, um, Scarlet Nexus... F1. Oh, well, yeah. Well, well yeah, I know what you're going to say, yeah. but well, F1 2021, Death Store, Pokemon Unite, The Forgotten City, Dodgeball Academia, Boyfriend Dungeon, Psychonauts 2, The Artful Escape, Life is Strange, True Colors, Tales of Arise, Deathloop, Ken of British Spirits, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood, Inscription, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Mario Party Superstars, Forza Horizon 5, Gloomhaven, Halo Infinite. Now, before you cut the one that I think you're going to cut, yeah. uh, because you actually had saw some potential in it and stuff like that. Yeah. I just want to get the Artful Escape off the list. I think that game is absolutely beautiful. I think that it... I think my expectations for it were just so different. I I didn't necessarily enjoy the story. I thought the story was very, like, 
ham-fisted it just beat you over the head with, with the themes it was trying to get across and and being true to yourself and I, for what ended up being a glorified walking simulator i i and i like those type of games yeah. i just found it to be a little bit of a disappointment but i kept it around this long because i do think that that art style is absolutely gorgeous and so okay. we can go ahead and, and cut that you want to go ahead and take off Biomutant is it was a mess of a game with strong ideas there was something fun at its core that just kind of didn't get to see its full potential come out very interesting world building cool cast of characters weird choices with like dialogue and sound effects not uh hitting i know they've gone back and patched a lot of the stuff in this game um i didn't go back and revisit it i mean just look at this list or with this removed we still at 29 games and i'm right scratching my head at like how the hell we're gonna even do this <laughs> um uh i will i said this before i will play the hell out of biomutant sequel if it gets the time to live and breathe it, it there's something there uh that team I, I just think that team might need a little bit more direction or uh, or just like a, some smarter choices. And like, here's the thing. Nobody's perfect. Um, you learn from your mistakes and sequels tend to grow from uh, what the base games are. And so uh, I hope they get another shot at uh, uh, Biomutant. And that's removed. So now we're down to 29 games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think at this point, I can get rid of some games that I don't think make the top 10, but I want to keep them around because I do think that they deserve mention. Uh, uh, okay. Let's, uh, um, let's do this. Um, I'm going to make a list down here and games that we, that we know will be in top 10. It'll be a less greater than 10, but, um, or do you rather whittle it down? No, I think we okay. whittle it. Well, I think we whittle okay. it down. Yeah, because okay. I, I do think that there are some games that are obvious no-brainers for the discussion. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll bold the so. ones that are like we feel we feel a certain way uh, about. Yeah. Well, okay. so let me let me get rid of some of these first, and then we can start okay. doing that. So uh, let's start with Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Actually, no, because I actually hold the higher than. Let's start with Knockout City. So okay. Knockout City, when it released, was a a ton of fun. And it was very much what I would say is a flash in the pan, you know, where uh, it came out, uh, all of me and my buddies, we all played a bunch of it for like the first two weeks that it was out. And then something else pulled our attention away. And I just don't think that there's enough variety there and uh, enough going on there to keep it on this list. It, it very much is like, it had its moment and it was gone. Yeah. Did this ever go free to play? No, but it is available on. Uh, it was available on Game Pass from the very start. Okay. And so that's how we played it. Um, the other thing I would get rid of is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. I I honestly thought I would have to fight you for that one. No, <laughs> dude, I, dude. I I listen. I love that game. I had a ton of fun with it. It's not in my personal top 10 of the year. This year was so strong. Even mm -hmm. though this game is probably is some of the most fun I had, uh, I don't think it's one of the best games this year. I It has potential. I think the fighting is really, really good. I think the art style actually works with these characters. 
I do think that it's a little bit lifeless and it not having. I agree with you on that. Voice that, acting like, really, uh, voice really, act, yeah. really hurt it. Um, and it's coming. And so. Yeah. And so they, I'm excited to. I think this is a game that I'll, I'll be. I'll play throughout the year and you'll hear yeah. me talk about it more. But it's just not. Updates. It's just not one of the best. It's not one of the top 10 games of the year. And that's the list we're trying to make today. And so <sighs> that's got to go. Um, the other one I would get rid of at this point is I would get rid of Outriders. I, mm. I know, I know. Are, are, are you sure? Can we, can we hold on to Outriders? <laughs> Just for a little bit longer, you think? Yeah, dude, I, I had a freaking blast with Outriders. Right. I know, I know and, it's not, yeah. I know it's not what people, a lot of people to call one of the best games, but honestly, yes. it was the, the, the skill trees, <laughs> what you could, All like, right. the I, armor, okay, the weapons. Fine. It, it's, it's you know, I'm binding with everyone. That's so cool. I, I think I'm trying to be too uh, objective in our game of the year right now, yeah. and I think you're right. I, I I don't think it gets cut yet, especially since I see some other games on here that I'd rather see go before it. Um, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna take another hit, and we can get rid of Boyfriend Dungeon. I I I really really like Boyfriend Dungeon. I think it was cool, but I also think it was what it was. You know. Mm. Uh, I think some of the storytelling doesn't hit home. Um, I think I, I I thought it was very cool, and I think everybody should play it. I think we're now at a point where almost every game on here, I think everybody should play. Yeah, um, um, you're gonna you're gonna do dagger like that though. I thought uh, you and dagger had something special. <laughs> yeah, but I'm married. Yeah, it's it's it hard. A, yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's just uh, across the room type of thing. But I would be, yeah, <laughs> I would be excited to see what they do next, and I enjoyed my time with with Boyfriend Dungeon. All right, I I feel like you have come out here and uh, made some sacrifices. I should mm -hmm. at least do the same. Um, Hitman Three is an amazing game. Um, I <laughs> I'll put it this way: I have Hitman One and Two. I didn't even play the Hitman 3 content this year. I was replaying Hitman 1 and 2 inside of Hitman 3, and it's now on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, it is an incredible stealth sandbox game. It, the, each level is built in such a magnificent way. It, um, it's like a clockwork that you can take apart, slowly master. There's so many unlockables. You could spend all year playing the Hitman trilogy. Um, but... I didn't spend as much time with it as I would have liked to uh, compared to other games on this list. Uh, but it is, I think it could be worthy of our top 10 if I think we spent more time with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So the uh, next thing I want to ask you about is, do you think F1 2021? Uh, that was the next one I was going to okay. take off. Um, if anyone's a Formula One fan uh, this past season, has been absolutely incredible and it, it, it it's what finally made me buy a formula one game uh to play it, it it's it, it's simulation racing i'm usually not into these type of games but this one is so well done it, it, great story mode expansive co-op uh season that you can do with friends online like uh online like um seasons with uh competitors you can set up it's it's expansive it if you're into those type of games, uh, highly, uh, sorry, my buddy NG, uh, <laughs> calling me out. 
because we uh, I promised I told him to buy the game and we would do co-op and then I became a father and that <laughs> that slowly died yeah. but at least we're playing Gloomhaven now <laughs> all right so you, you you cut a couple let me go yeah. ahead and and take the knife to some more of ones that I would potentially be arguing for Canter Bridge of Spirits is absolutely gorgeous it deserved all the accolades it got for its art style i still yeah. don't think that it's the best looking game uh mm -hmm. i don't think it's I, the best I, art I style of the year i think it's very pretty i think it's super clean we we talk about and i mentioned this during the, the podcast we talk about how oftentimes we're like oh that's the pixar of of video games yeah and this was something more than that even in, in my opinion because the art style they went with was was so nice and so well done i am still only about I'm about halfway through the game right now. And while it has picked up for me, it still really feels like a feels like a modern version of a PS2 game. And it is very much formulaic in that you go to an area and you have to collect three items. Like that's how this game plays. And then you fight you know, you fight mini, my, uh, mini bosses on the way, then you fight a big boss. And it, it's very much like the old school 3D action platformers. That's um, that, that's kind of the vibe I got with Biomutant. It was just like, yeah. here's the open world, here's four bosses yeah. that you need to go take down and then beat the game. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. honestly, it also, as its art style betrays kind of the heft behind its story, and mm -hmm. some of the actual genuine like heaviness uh, of some of the things that you're dealing with, some of the individual stories that you you hear about, um, and I think that makes it really really interesting. But I, I I it just it doesn't make our list for game of the year, and so it's got to go. All right. So I <laughs> I I'm looking at this list. We're down to twenty three right now. And I realized as we start getting lower and lower, we're going to have to start, like, making sacrifice plays for, like, our own. And <laughs> be, like, be like, I'll give you this for this. And that's, I'm, I'm also... I'm, I'm, already, I mean, I'm already doing that in my head. <laughs> I'm already looking at some of these and going, how do I cut him down <laughs> and make sure that this doesn't get on there? Okay. But um, I, I think Pokemon one that we... Pokemon Unite? I, I, I think, I, I think I think that can go. Pokemon, yeah, yeah. Uh, great MOBA, uh, like kids first MOBA. My nephew is insanely into this. Like this is mm -hmm. all he plays. Um, makes me a little bit worried uh, that it might be a gateway <laughs> drug. Uh, so I'm gonna keep him in check. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're looking for a free to play MOBA on iOS or Switch, check it out. It's, uh, it's yeah. Solid. You you could you could do worse. It's absolutely solid, and yeah. that's what I would say. It's solid. I don't yeah. think it's one of the best games of the past year. Yeah. Uh, I also I think it has a bunch of balancing issues, but I, we, played a, we played a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, but it deserves to be yeah. talked about in yeah. in this during this podcast. Yeah, uh, we can get rid of. I got one. Uh, Tales of Arise. Okay. Uh, so, Tales of Arise is like I guess like the first grown up version uh, of Tales they've kind of done. Uh, I guess like art style wise, they try to make it more modern. Um, great combat system. Great looking game. The story and character, like, I I played a lot of this until my Xbox uh, HDMI went bad and they sent it 
had to send it in for repair. By the time it came back, like I had moved on to other stuff that mm-hmm. I was playing, and like I never had an urge to go back to Tales. And like, and it, it's not just that. Like, I will I will find time to finish this game off this year because um, I was enjoying it at least that much. But I hated sitting through conversations where like people are judging the intentions of one character after they've time and time, time after time, like proven themselves to the cast and it's just like yeah. like how many times do we have to go through this i feel like you're wasting my time with it and so like i i think the story could have been a bit better with that and even like i've been i did the first two areas of that game and like the story still hadn't kicked off and it was quite a few hours in at that point and not even like a small handful it was like a decent chunk so i think tales can go but um if you're looking for an rpg you you could do a lot worse. Um, it, it's a solid one um, to try out. All right. I think it's time for me to give up Little Nightmare 2. I love this series. I love the first one. I love the second one. I love these puzzle platformers in the vein of like Limbo or Below, where they're very atmospheric, very creepy. I mean, Little Nightmare does creep better than almost any game <laughs> I've played in the past like 10 years. And it's start to finish, super polished, super well executed. I think the problem with it and why it doesn't hang on this list is that it's just not... One, you have no thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and two, it doesn't... Well, that, it doesn't that, should, yeah. that, shouldn't, that shouldn't matter. Like, right, right. right. If, it, yeah. if it was... But what I'm going to say is it doesn't yeah. make my personal top 10. Okay. And so it's hard for me to say, like, it should hang any longer... Uh, when you have no thoughts on it, it doesn't make my personal top 10. This year was just, this year was too good, honestly, for Little Nightmare 2. And I, I, I can't recommend Little Nightmare 2 or the first one enough. I also, uh, this one is very much a, a prequel to Little Nightmare. Uh, story-wise. So it's, so it's and, got the Darksiders issue where you just want the sequel and they just keep on giving you the prequels. Oh well, uh, no! Actually, I don't know. This game like ends, and I'm I I want to I want to play another one of these. Like okay. I I really do love this this franchise, but yeah, it just doesn't hang. I, it not even I it, it just doesn't have the impact that some of these other games have. I'll say, okay. and so it it's it's gotta go. All right, and now we're down to twenty. Can we just like end it here and just be like these are the top twenty games for the work break? This is this this is gonna suck. This is bad. Uh, so we, okay, we, okay, Rob. No matter what happens after this point, we are still friends. Yeah, still absolutely. This podcast. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh god. Uh, we, we we needed we needed a third person. <laughs> like <laughs> we uh, we can at least blame somebody else. I, okay, so I would say wait wait before you say this mm-hmm. let's make a decision about mario party superstars um i i here's the problem is it's what, i think it makes it here i think it's on this list as part of a technicality because it is mm-hmm. a compilation and a you know upraising and a best of and so but it is in a sense a a new release mm-hmm. i think that we cut it just to save ourselves <laughs> <Yeah>. some trouble. <laughs> and honestly, as, as much fun as I had, this that game actually might be the most fun I've had 
that's not one of my top 10 games yes 100 yeah. percent. it's the mo- it's the most played game in for in for me over this the december break yeah. um it's all we played and we did kind of get sick of it at a certain yeah. point but it, it is incredible amount of fun and it's yeah. the first time mario party has felt like it is its classic roots. It's like yeah. it, went, it literally went back to its classic roots by bringing them back. Um, and so it, it's the strongest that Mario Party has been in years. And I guess it is a technicality. But yeah, damn, the fact that I made it to the top 20, I think. Yeah, it's, it's super uh, impressive. Yeah, I agree. And okay. it, des- it, it deserved to, to have this conversation. Okay. So I mean, all these games do. I, yeah. Listen, I have two games that I'm ready to, to boot right now, if I'm being honest. Okay. Because I don't think they make the top 10. I think they are both, I think I had a lot of fun with both these games, but in, in this, I think, I think they have to go. I'm so, I'm, <laughs> and so I, I think, I think we cut Back for Blood and, and Outriders. I, listen, Fine. wait, wait, I, I, I like both these games a lot. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving them down here. Okay. The, the cut list. Because if there, if some bullshit happens at some there's point, just, there's just no. I just don't see them in the top ten. I just don't. There's just no way. I, no, I, don't just, get me wrong. I think Back for sanity. Blood. I think Back for Blood was a lot of fun. We both played a, yes. a, a good amount of that. I, I so played it is, the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I played all the way up to. I still have to like the last act. I think to yeah. finish. Um, but like I haven't gone back to it, and I think that speaks a lot to to the game and outriders i think outriders problem was it was trying to not be a live service game and not position itself as a live service and game it should have been and it, it should have been. been it absolutely should have been i mean there were so many games that had come out before it that came out as yeah. live services and just weren't didn't fit the model well enough and, and didn't succeed and i think that kind of altered the, mm. their their plans i am excited to go back to this when they yeah. release the new content but I, I do think that it is very much a it was very, very fun. It had a ton of potential. And I I think it's super memorable, but it's just not for me. There's there are ten there's ten games on this list, games yeah. on this list yeah. that are like um, way more impactful and just uh, and and I, I think mean more to me and to me there are games on here that mean more to you and there are games on here that mean more to both of us. I, so, I'll, I'll say this. When I was putting the list together, um, I saw Outriders on the list. I was like, oh, shit, that was this year. That, yeah, was, a great, yeah, that was a yep. great month. Um, it's funny. When I looked at the yeah. list, I thought you might forget to put it on there. And I was going to put it on. And I saw it on there. I was like, all right, good job, Bilal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I will say this. It was a bit of a relief that this game came out and wasn't a live service game. Because I think we've just been like hit over the head over the last couple of years where everything was a live service game. Yeah. Uh, and so it was nice to see that, but like then I finished it and I was like, "There's no roadmap." Yeah. And, like, th- so they did they did fixes and they have yeah. announced an expansion. I ended up buying this game on sale for I think twenty bucks, <laughs> even though I beat it because yeah. I was like, "I don't know if the expansion is going to be on Game Pass or this game's still right. going to be on Game Pass." And I really want to play what comes next. Uh, so um, props to Outriders and, and even Back for Blood. Like I, I have my eye on that annual pass just in case um, they put out some fun stuff and we want to revisit it. Um, I do think that Outriders should have been should have taken the Borderlands three model of not being a live service game and just having that roadmap where they had yep. every couple months and a little expansion. Oh, I uh, also, that. also shout out to Outriders for having the best song of twenty twenty one, 
when you have i think it's like in the very first set of missions the very first like boss you fight and you go into that room and it's just mm. like it's just like techno playing it's like outriders yes. detected outriders yeah. detected and to this day me and my friends still quote that it's a banger I, I think there's a expedition where you actually that takes place in the room in the end game, uh, and so you're just like having a techno party <laughs> and you're like slaughtering an army of enemies. All right, I think at this point I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the list one more time, so and then right down to seventeen. I think at this point what we do is we start taking the ones that are absolutes, and mm-hmm. and and bolding we can them. highlight them, bolden them, yeah, and then we narrow down based on. So we're at. It Takes Two, Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Scarlet Nexus, Death's Door, The Forgotten City, Dodgeball Academia, Psychonauts 2, Life is Strange, True Colors, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Inscription, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Forza Horizon 5, Gloomhaven, Halo Infinite. Um, I think we Halo can... Halo Infinite, I think it, we can bold. Oh, yes. I think we can bold Halo Infinite. I think we can bold Returnal. Yes. Oh, it's okay. I was a bit worried about that one for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Psychonauts two. Oh yeah, I think we can both okay. Psychonauts two. Yeah, it takes I'm like two. looking. At, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if we both. I don't know if we both. It takes two. Um, I have a, I have a question for you. Um, yes, about it takes two because uh, yes. this this happened to us uh, at the end. So. At the end of it, it takes two to two uh, the mom and dad as puppets uh, kiss. And so I looked at my brother-in-law, and he looked at me, and we're like, well, this got awkward. You played this game with your son. Uh, yeah. So how did that go down for you guys? We kissed. <laughs> you no, guys kissed no, 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 no. <laughs> I think we had the same moment where we like looked at each other, and we're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I don't... I, listen, I, I'm, I do not think that we both that game wow i am i am shocked because that game sits very highly for me oh uh, it, for many reasons. it does that first half is so so rough uh, i don't know what you're talking about that entire oh game. my god hey, the, the game is long i'll give you that the, it takes two is a very long game but the and, variety the variety of the different uh, abilities you have the but the, the comedy throughout but the, okay it's, so so it's the writing so good the it's writing polished <laughs> the the writing at, some of the comedy at yes. parts is good some of the comedy is very very bad and yes. some of the writing is bad as well like some of the characterization of the mom character or the wife character have you wanted yeah she is so like snippy and mean and just like one of the worst stereotypes for like a working, a working yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, that that kind of stuff bothers me. And and you talk about variety in the gameplay. And I will admit yeah. that each of the levels are tailor-made for the varieties that are – the abilities that are introduced in that level. But it's really only five mechanics, six mechanics. It and is, in the but be- And in the it, beginning, it's for so long, those first, like, two or three. That it, yeah. it, it, in my opinion, it very much overstays its welcome. Compare that to a Psychonauts two, that that introduces new powers and abilities and new themes for each world that you go into, and not only do they introduce new abilities, but you're not limited to just that ability. 
It's not just that one gimmick for I, the thing. Now, I I, 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 I hear you on that. Yeah. I just, I, 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 just, that. I just okay. don't think that It Takes Two gets, like, bolded. I'm not saying that it doesn't make okay. top set. Okay. I just don't think it gets, like, bolded. Okay. Um, um, let's see. Oh, man. Some of these. I know. I know. I know. Uh, um, I, I, inscription. I, I, think the, it, I think it's bolded. Inscription. Okay. I'm with you. I mean, we that. haven't talked about it yet. No. But uh, I, I, Marvel's I, Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it gets bolded. Yeah, I think that gets bolded as well. So we have five games we believe are on lock, and then we have 12, 12. games that we have to okay. narrow down to five. All right, let's, let's stop locking games. I think we're okay to stop locking games there. Yeah. And I think we need to start narrowing things down. What of this list, what, are, what do you feel the weakest about? And then we could talk about it from there. You're, 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 okay. I will say this. Um, okay. And I, I probably will get shit for this uh, from people. I platinumed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I have no memory of this game. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I remember enjoying it. I, the fact that I went for a platinum for it. Uh, I recall the story being good. The characters being fine. Um, the Ooh. combat feeling nice. <laughs> but it's just... I, I think when they compare it to like something like Psychonauts 2, where the, the writing, I felt like the writing was better, the yeah. platforming was much more interesting. Like Rift Apart was doing some really cool stuff with um, the riffs and like the fast loading, but like to me, it didn't really bring anything new to the table for platforming, uh, just because the environment changed all of a sudden. Like yeah. you're zipping back and forth through it. Like it's cool to see, um, but I don't think. I think that's more like that's shiny than actual um, something physical there. I mean, I could still see it being in the top 10, but like that's where I'm a little bit lower on. Um, yeah. I. Uh, oof. So the problem is, is obviously there are some games on here that you are much higher on than I am. Yeah. And, and, but I, I think that. Don't you dare say it. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think that maybe the one I, I'm i lowest on that I played a significant amount of and have any passion in uh, is, is is Life is Strange, True Colors. Okay. I think that might be the best performance of the year, honestly. Okay. In the voice acting and some of the writing is absolutely fantastic. And for those that don't know, uh, and like I said, this is where we start getting into spoiler territory. In Life is Strange, you're playing as Alex Chen, and she reunites with her brother that she's been separated for, I think, five years since they've last seen each other. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were in the foster care system because uh, their mother died, and they were being raised by a single father, and he just just gave up on them. He couldn't handle Mm -hmm. it anymore, and he just gave up. Um, Her brother moves to this town in Colorado, such right? a beautiful town. And so she reunites with him and it turns out that she is essentially an empath where she has the ability to sense what other people are feeling and then she feels that as well. And the way that's manifested is in these different colors in the environment. And so at its core, it is a Life is Strange game. It is a uh, narrative adventure game. It's essentially a modern day point and click uh, except instead of pointing and clicking or walking around interacting, get to make 
decisions and choices. Uh, and I think it's really, really well done and absolutely should be played if you have any interest in this style of game. I do think that the story wraps up and is a little too convenient <laughs> the way okay. it wraps up. Okay, so um, um so, so what what I'll what I'll say is um yeah. I did play that first episode, that first chapter. Yeah. I and it ends on such a good cliffhanger. I started that second one. I've been trying to get back to it. Uh, my plan was to get back to it this week. I just couldn't get yeah. to it. Um but that fr- that at least that first episode left such an impact on me with like the way the characters were done, the town was done, yeah. the writing and everything. Uh, that Remind I was me that, very high on it, and that, if, if you were high on it as well because you played it through to the end, yeah, I I, I would have been like, you know what, I, I'll give you this because it. But if you if you feel like it doesn't belong in the top ten, then I'll I'll, I'll respect that. Yeah. So that first one ends with the rock fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so. I mean, it is. It's funny. We said we were going to talk about spoilers, but yeah. here we are trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah. I, I, I do think that that it has the most impactful ending of any of the episodes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I just, I think that there are ten games that better uh, that are better that I enjoyed more. And it stinks because that's such a a great game. It's and honestly, game. there there are I like this better than some games that are still on this list. Yeah. But I think I'm okay to let this one go, um, considering that I think there are games that I want to fight for more mm-hmm. than this. Okay, uh, so let's bring it down here. It's not gonna pop back up, but uh, I'll just add it. Um, the next one that I'll actually talk about is the Forgotten City. You I, cutting this? <laughs> I so I, I I know the Forgotten City got a lot of acclaim and a lot of praise. It started off as a Skyrim mod. It is a, a narrative game where you're trying to break the loop. There's a lot of like loop games this year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole concept is you wake up in the beginning of the game and you're greeted by this woman and she tells you that there's this guy he went in through the cave and you know if you can go check on him because he hasn't come back you ask her what her name is and she tells you her name is is karen oh and i'm going full spoilers on this by the way yeah. just so that we do you have any intention of actually ever getting around to playing it i, I will not have time anytime okay. to get around okay. to it and so yeah, her name is Karen, and then yeah, she doesn't want to tell you her name at first, and you're like, oh, that's it's just a normal name. Like, what's the big deal? And Does she's she have like, a oh, I don't know. The manager. No. <laughs> and so you go into this cave, and then you get to- teleported to this like ancient Roman city, and you see all these statues, these gold statues, and then you learn about the golden rule. Essentially, what happens is that city is stuck in a time loop. And anytime someone breaks the golden rule, then the statues come to life and they attack. And the you have to escape with like the governor. He helps you. He performs a sacrifice ritual, ritual, and then you escape to restart the loop. And you're trying to figure out, according to him, who's going to break the golden rule so that you can stop it. And the golden rule is kind of ambiguous, right? Is it 
people going to someone's going to commit violence against another person is it uh you know someone, someone lying lying about something yeah. and you end up discovering that it's <laughs> the parameters of breaking the golden rule are very fluid you know uh you could steal and break the golden rule right because people have chests around and you can steal gold from them the one thing about the loop and what makes this game so good is that all the progress that you have made in the like little quests and stuff like that they don't make you redo them to get along there's this one npc character that greets you as soon as you come through and he's like hey stranger like i'm so and so and you can you basically cut him off and you say hey listen i need you to go do this this and this stuff that you've already done that he just skips ahead and does for you and gets you the same result essentially so you're constantly gaining progression I, you know, I, I I don't need to spoil it, so I, I don't think I, I will. I just don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think the story was that surprising to me. I okay. kind of saw some of the, like, twists and turns coming. There is a whole element to it involving, like, gods that I didn't see coming and didn't anticipate. But uh, I think it is very, very well done, but it is also very obvious that this started as a mod because there are times where it's it's just broken where like i couldn't progress and i had to you know kind of start the loop over just because a character didn't go where they were supposed to yeah. um or i tried to get ahead of a character and that kind of broke the logic and the the string in the game and so i i think that it was i think it's very clever and i can see why people think very highly of it but i I personally wasn't impre as impressed by its story, wasn't as surprised as its story as I think some other people were, and it didn't click with me the same way uh, it did for some other people. I, I, I do want to make it clear that I do think that anybody putting this as in their top 10 or as their game of the year has a light to stand on. It just wasn't for me. And obviously, if it's not for me, it's not for you considering you haven't played it. Yeah. All right. Forgotten City to the cut list. Um, real talk, where do you fall on Forza Horizon 5? Because I played it when it came out, and I haven't touched it since. It's so, a great racing yeah, game. This and, is kind of a bummer, because I think I'm of the same mindset and going down the same road that yeah. you're going down with this, is that, yeah, I just haven't played uh, enough of it. It is an I amazing, a lot of it, but... I, then, I, yes, yeah. I love Forza... <laughs> I love Forza Horizon games. I love Forza Horizon 5. I think it is unbelievably polished. I think that it is the best Forza Horizon game that has ever Easily. come out. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, I, I, I'm not, just not as passionate about it. I'm just yeah. not, compared to some of these other games on this list, I'm not running out and telling people, oh, you have to play this. You have to play this. You know, it, like, it, it, it's, it's funny you say that though, but like if, if somebody, Got Game Pass and like, what should I play? It. I was probably saying, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, was I was like, I agree. You want to try a fun, yeah. like, if you want something graphical or like a fun driving game, yeah. Forza Horizon Five. Like, you know what it down. is? I think the difference is, is this is Forza Horizon Five is a game that, like you said, if if somebody who was just getting into gaming or just getting yeah. a console for the first time in a long time was like, oh, what? And, and they have Game Pass. What should I play? I would absolutely mention that. Whereas, there are games on this list that, like, my core group of friends and you know, are the gamers, right? Yeah. That I'm like, hey, what are you doing? You have to play this game. 
And so I and I don't think that Forza Horizon Five is necessarily on there. So I okay. think that is okay to okay. and that that stings because of how great it is. But I just don't think it makes our top five. Okay. Um, uh, so we're down to fourteen. You wanna read off what we've got? Yeah. <laughs> it takes two. Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Scarlet Nexus, Death's Door, Dodgeball Academia, Psychonauts 2, Death Note, Metroid Dread, Inscription, <laughs> Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Gloomhaven, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Uh, um, you're not going to give up on Scarlet Nexus or Dodgeball Academia, right? Um, or Gloomhaven. I, I only say Gloomhaven because I, I, I have... I, 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 can, I can give up on Gloomhaven. Um, okay. I, I think the fact that it's made it to the top 14, <laughs> um, maybe out of technicality because you didn't want to push for it earlier. Um, no, uh, I think the w- tabletop games are sometimes impenetrable. Um, mm-hmm. They take a lot of time to set up. There's a lot of pieces, a lot of mechanics, and it's just like playing one in person. You need, you need an entire afternoon for it. And so if you don't have that, uh, like there's not many digital versions of games available. And even sometimes those are... A nightmare to figure out. I think yeah. Gloomhaven is one of the best tabletop digital games I've played. They did such a good job bringing it. It is like I look forward to Tuesday nights. <laughs> like streaming two days in a row is and it's a, it's a lot. It can be an exhausting. Yeah. And I think um, that's why it's lasted this long is because yeah. I you do have such passion for it. And it yeah. Even if like, it, if part of the passion is that it's something that you and your friends are getting together to do. It's getting four guys yeah. in their thirties together at, every night on the same night <laughs> to do something. It's it's yeah. not as easy as it sounds. Like when yeah. you're younger, so um, I think Gloomhaven can go. Uh, it, it it'll be in my personal top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for for I think I feel I you know we haven't finished Gloomhaven. <laughs> uh, we're still very much in the beginning, uh, and I know it only gets better. But like I have finished Scarlet Nexus, I have finished Dodge Black with Damia, and I know I'm probably gonna have to choose one of those uh, to cut sooner rather than later. And I'm I'm fine with giving up Gloomhaven now. So goodbye Gloomhaven. Out <laughs> so um, of thirteen. Um, question for you, because uh, yeah. I. I, I don't know where you stand when you look at this list with it. Deathloop. I, listen, I'm going to be honest. For me, I, I I would keep Deathloop on here over It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and one of your two babies. Um, just because, now granted, I've only played, <laughs> I've only played, I've only played like four hours of Scarlet Nexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only played like an hour and 20 minutes of Dodgeball Academia and I can see I can see merit and you arguing for them and I know how passionate you are for, for those two games but for me Deathloop is I, I think Deathloop is close to a, I, yeah, and I, I honestly oh, yeah. think that it's close to a perfect game without I think the one thing it's missing is that I think I think it does everything. I think it's such a tight experience. I think it's paced super, super well. I think the art style is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that what the, the story. I think that so I think that the performances are great. Mm-hmm. I think that the story is is good, if not a little bit like I saw it coming. Yeah. 
Um, I, so like, I, I, I think I've, I think I, I played a good chunk of Deathloop, and I agree with yeah. everything you're saying. I didn't to finish it, but I, I'm pretty much agreeing. It's it's everything. Um, God, what's the studio? Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything Arcane has done culminated into one game with a really killer hook yeah. and and style and yeah it, i agree with you should be entirely okay i'm gonna i just, I, I just I'm, yeah and i'm gonna I bite the bu- bullet here uh-huh. and take out one of my babies dodgeball academia is a game full of so much charm oh, absolutely witty writing um it, it's the fact that it's in the top 13 right now um and I think it. I think I think it's a fair spot for it to go. Um, it it only gets better as it goes. It has like a My Hero Academia like parody going on with it. I just I, I think my problem yeah. with it, and and obviously you're cutting yeah. it, so I don't want to like dog on it any anymore. No, I mean go ahead, dog on it. Yeah, I, just, like, I just I think that it, it's a slow start. It's a very slow start because the abilities yeah. and stuff don't kick in until much later. Because I did start it and I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. And then I stopped. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just pick this back up and continue yeah. playing. And as like the chapters progress, the characters develop. And like they handle the characters very well across mm-hmm. the board. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's very funny. It's uh, like literally made me laugh out loud. There's like an under, underground dodgeball ring. There's like a robot revolution. Oh, um, see, yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. to like any of that yeah, stuff. There, it's, it, you, you know, there's like someone yeah. turning evil. And then like there's of like course. the Glee-esque joke of like, hey, now we're going to go to regionals and like, <laughs> like uh, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, it it was the first game I ended up beating after my son was born at 5 a.m. But like after he woke up one night and I put him down, and I was just like, yeah, let me just let me just play some more of this. And I beat it. And, it you know, it holds a special place in my heart. It's uh, and I like I hope they do more um, because it it's a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, and this is not this is not the only game I'm going to be saying this about. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think like being able to achieve something that makes you nostalgic of a Saturday morning cartoon is something special. Uh, yeah. And so while it's not top 10, it is, uh, it, it is, uh, it is, um, it's like family. So I'm, cu- <laughs> I'm, cu- I'm cutting family right now. <laughs> All right. I, I think that I'm ready to let Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart go. Oh, thank God. <laughs> only, thank only, God. Only, only because I, 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 think it's, I think it's very good. I enjoyed my time with it. It is kind of forgettable because it is, and it's very cool. Like the tech they're trying to show off with the, you know, going through the rifts and stuff like that. It doesn't, I, I think part of the problem is my expectations were that it was going to be something more than what it actually turned out to be. Um, as far as that mechanic was concerned. And yeah, the story is, it's just, all of it is just more Ratchet and Clank, you know? Mm-hmm. And even going to these different environments and all these different weapons and stuff like that, it still just feels like Ratchet and Clank. And I think it's very, very good. And it's pro- it's for sure, I think, you know, it's probably in my personal top 10 of the year. Uh, but as far as the podcast, Top ten of the year. Uh, I'm ready to to let that one go. Hmm. 
Hmm. And that leaves us at... Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to italicize it for a second before I cut okay. this from this list. Because I think there's a few games that we haven't really t- touched upon at all. And maybe sure. maybe it's time we talk about them. Sure. Uh, I, so the games we locked in, uh, Psychonauts 2, Returnal, Inscription, Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite. Let, we'll save the conversation on those. I yeah. think the ones I want to touch upon here are Metro Dread and Resident Evil Village. Uh, okay. And so, Scarlet Nexus, Death's Door. I could, I would like to see sneak in, uh, sneak in, but like, I, I, I'll tell you uh, what. The, the more we talk about Ratchet and Clank, and yeah. like the fact that you, it it is a strong game. Yeah. I mean, like the amount of stuff that's happening on screen, uh, the mayhem. It, it is like I'm as you're talking more about it, I am remembering and more and more. And I'm like, so, I'm like, yeah, I did have a blast with that. So um, I think I think so we can. To save us, I actually think that Scarlet Nexus and Death's Door, out of the games that are left, are both locks to make it to the top ten. Okay, look you're giving me, you're in my giving me Scarlet Nexus. Okay, I just don't think there's any way I, I talk Scarlet Nexus. It's not in my top ten, uh, yeah. but I've played enough of it to see why it would be in yours, especially knowing your particular taste. Yes, and I'm totally fine with it being in in our top ten. I now okay, I. Well, you want to talk Metroid Dread? You I was want to do this? I, I was gonna say I or was gonna talk? bargain that I would give a Metroid Dread if I got Scarlet Nexus into the top ten, and I think oh, I, I think just, you would give me. That. I should have just waited. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I think Metroid Dread is the best Souls like game I played last year. Um, I I think I think that store is not. Metroidvania. No, no, Death's Door is more no, like no. a, a, it's a Dark, Dark Souls, Souls light, meets light. Zelda. Zelda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a blast with Metroid Dread. Um, it is difficult. I did not enjoy getting lost on that map because the game does a poor job of showing you where to go next. And like sometimes the solution is fire rockets at everything in the room, and uh, you'll find you'll find it. And I ended up pulling up a guide. Um, most of the time, even, even talking to friends and family that played or were picking, you know, picking up the game, I told them, hey, if you get stuck for more than 10 minutes, just pull up a guide and just look yeah. at it. And like, there's nothing wrong about using a guide, but I think a game right. like that, you should just always feel like you're moving forward. And it, for the most part, that game does make it feel like that, like especially in the back half, where like you're just getting power-ups, boss fights, it's, and there's really cool boss fights in uh, Metroid Dread. Um, I love the difficulty. I love the difficulty so much, but I looking at everything else on this yeah. list, I I'm willing to give it up here. So just to speak my two cents, actually, Metroid Dread is the first Metroid game that I have played start to finish. Same here. I I think it's I think it's beautiful for what they did on the Switch. I think it pushes the power of the Switch mm-hmm. beyond any other game. The boss fights are incredible. And the difficulty of the boss fights in particular uh, is the right type of difficulty where it's super satisfying and it really is just a matter of like, you have to you learn, learn it, right? Yeah, just learn and get better. It's like, it's and that, very, listen, it's very, Nintendo. yes, it's very old school in that yeah. sense and, and very classic, but I think it works here. Yeah. Uh, what are the name of the Sentinels enemies that are um, walking around? The Emmys? The Emmys. Yeah. That though, was though every, every <laughs> section with the Emmys was awful. It yeah. wasn't fun. It's not the right kind. It's the worst kind of difficult. Yes. It feels it feels cheap. It feels tedious. It feels like 
a chore and I, I honestly having, having to reset that se- if you get caught and killed yeah having to reset that section over and over again yep. when you're just trying to make progress is frustrating it honestly forgot know, I, about that until you brought it up i, I mean I, I have the same yeah. i also have the same complaints about you when it comes to kind of the way that the flow and level design of that game works out and getting lost in it and actually needs to resort yeah. to a guide and stuff like that I, I i think that some of that can be forgiven but i i do think that all the emmy encounters are yeah. are trash um to the point where i think if the boss fights weren't as good as they were if the power-ups weren't as satisfying as they were there's also let's not let's not gloss over the fact that there are mechanics in this game that feel very, very dated and and should be modernized. The jumping in this game, I understand oh that God. like Metroid has its jump, right? The jumping in this game is is trash and inconsistent. And if if the, if the jumping was easy, like the double jump specifically, yes. if the double jump was easier to pull off, and it, it, it essentially becomes like an infinite jump at a certain point, yeah, it, it it deters you in so many boss fights, especially the final boss fight. Like you need yep. to master the timing <laughs> yeah. of the double jump, and it it, it makes it makes yeah. no sense. But like you kind of figure out the rhythm after banging your head against it, mm-hmm. and if you can't get that down, you can't beat the game. It, it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, and so this it, it it's not in my top 10 for those reasons and uh i i do think it's a very good game and as my first metroid i'm glad i played it i'm glad i saw it through to the end but there was just too many times where i felt like i'd rather be playing anything else than this and then of course i got that dopamine hit from actually fighting a boss and beating it but i just think that that is the reason why it can't be in our in our top 10 i i, I think that's fair um. All right. Uh, now that's eleven. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I think Resident Evil Village happened very early in the year, so we forget a lot of things about it, like the fact that it was the best paced game of this yeah. year, possibly. Uh, uh, it is very much. No, don't get me wrong. It's very much like a roller coaster, right? It's very it popcorny in sense, and. It is. It's goofy. It's a goofy game. Yeah, it's, but it's 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 more action oriented than Seven's horror. Yes, uh, lean was, but like, I like that there was it was sectioned off in four different sections. Like yes. there was the castle, which was like your classic RE, then and you had the the horror box that was yep. the the puppet house, and yep. then the doll maker. The, yeah, the doll maker, and then you had oh my god that. Probably one of the best scares with that goddamn monster in the dark. Yeah. I don't even want yep. to spoil what it is. No, it's, let's go ahead. That giant baby yeah, is, is a giant is, baby. Is giant fetus horrifying. baby. Like, yeah. Um, and it just opens its mouth and you scream. Yeah. Like, I screamed in the middle of the night. Um, and you just all, hear it as it's chasing yeah. you through the areas. Also, there was all this hype about Lady D before the game released. And yeah, she was fantastic in that section was great. But she was even like my favorite character in the game. And that oh. speaks to how good some of these characters are. Like, I love the Duke, you know, the merchant in this game. I, I think he's awesome. I like uh, Heisenberg a lot. I like Heisenberg. I think he's yeah. I think it's somebody basically being like, all right, what's the best Nick Cage over the top impression I could do? And they should totally get Nick Cage to play Heisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's some of the most fun start to finish of any game I played this year. I think it's so solid. I think I think games sometimes 
there are games on this list that I think struggle hard with pacing, and mm. Resident Evil Village is not one of them. Yeah. There, I would yes, it's more I would, I'd action-y. be comfortable locking it. Yeah, I that's I think I'm I'm good with locking it. Yeah. Um. I so I mean, it's one of these last three. I I know which I, one I would would get rid of, but I here's the thing with for it takes two with me. Um, it's one of the most memorable experiences I have this year, and mm-hmm. I played through it one and a half times because I started it with a buddy, uh, and then we stopped playing uh, for because like he he had a kid then, and I know we got busy it was just organizing time, and then I ended up playing through it again over um, December January break um, with my brother in law, and we had an absolute blast playing through it. Yes, there are, it, there are definitely issues with it takes two. Um, I think with the writing, but I think that the gameplay is a blast. Like if it wasn't for our wives sitting there looking at us <laughs> going like, can we play Mario Party Superstars now? <laughs> and we're, uh, we would have just sat down and played that game through in a single day. Like it, it I, was a ton of fun. Like I said, I think Take-Two has a ton of issues. I actually think that Ratchet & Clank is a more polished experience than It Takes Two. I think Take-Two has pacing issues in the beginning. I think every those first like two or three levels the first half of that game every level or world whatever you want to call it overstays its welcome i think some of the writing between the 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 husband and wife is so cliche and the bickering gets overwhelming uh but you need it like it's a relation you need oh, to turn your relationship to and a yes relationship. i hate i hate the book so oh, much I, I hate I, dr hakeem oh, i hate him oh, so we, so we much turned, uh, I, I hated him in the beginning, but we we tur- I turned around on him like halfway through the game. It was, oh no! Uh, okay. Um, but but I will I, say uh, it is. I think it's more memorable than Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So uh, listen, I'm going to. You you sure? I'm gonna let you decide between these two real quick, because uh, I need to take a little bit of a restroom break for thirty okay. seconds. So you okay, can talk go, to chat. Go ahead. You can have chat help you decide between these two. And just so you know, I also believe. Well, we can talk about it after this. But I think okay. whatever one stays, I think that's our number ten. But go go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. That means I can bump Scarlet Nexus up. Just one more um, over there. Uh, so as Rob takes his break, uh, got some comments in the chat from Brandon Stark, oh six nine. Did you guys play any of the Dark Picture Anthology series? So Rob has actually played um, the first two, Madden, Madan, and I forget the second one. Uh, House of Ash, we both have. I promise Rob will play this on stream one day, uh, and if we do it immediately after it came out, we have not done it yet. So I think I need to find a day with him where we sit down and we play through that. Um, but I'm curious for anyone in the chat, what your, if you played It Takes Two and Ratchet and Clank, which one you you would cut because uh it's it's rough i i really feel high about it takes two it was one of it, it is such a good experience it's also very fresh for me but i feel like if we're talking platforming in general it takes two and psychonauts two are better than ratchet and clank but Gameplay, like action-wise, Ratchet and Clank was so much better. This is <laughs> this is a conundrum. Um, 
in the mix. Uh, like, I know we haven't talked about Scarlet Nexus, and I'm shocked that and I think Rob has just I've I've beaten down Rob over the course of the year. I'm just saying that Scarlet Nexus is going to make our top ten, and I think he's really giving this to me. Um, yeah, I I did end up being second odds to Monday night. Um, I spent finally started it. At, played through it i actually got every uh beat it 100 percent. locked all the figments and the memories the, all the baggage did everything all the conversations in the post game um so i'm really excited to delve more into that and i look i'm gonna make a prediction here while rob's gone i think psychonauts 2 might take it but let's see <laughs> um rob yep uh, what do you what have you decided okay T- tell me how you feel about this Okay. I think in terms of the platformers we have on this list, uh, It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank. I feel like It Takes Two and Psychonauts 2's platforming was more fun to me. But the, oh, yeah, action, I... the, the action in Ratchet and Clank is better than the action in both of those games. Uh, yeah, probably. It's just more fluid than yeah. in those two games. Um... I don't... I, I, I honestly don't know which way to lean, and I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid. Listen, if it's... I've, I really, like, it takes two really... But I, I know you feel... But, like, you I and your think, son have played it through completion. Like, yes. Do, do you think, do you th- like, is that something that, like, as a standout moment for you? Um, I mean, this yeah, year, as a standout moment, it, playing yeah. it takes two of my son and streaming the majority of it with my yeah. son was a standout memory but and then you, and then you guys it's, kissed <laughs> <laughs> because it was with my son though yeah right okay. not because of it takes two and i think that's my problem i like i said i think i think the second half of it, take, it takes two is absolutely a top 10 game of the year it's really just that first half of the game like bothered me so much man where okay. like you, you, I, you, you I, know I, what i uh, i'll give you that i'll it's definitely in probably like my top Three, gave yeah. <laughs> up my personal list. Hey, listen, like, if you're not, but this, is, this is this is a site list. But like, yeah, and and so uh, I I think I'm I'm fine taking off. It takes two from ours right. if uh if if it gets us to where we need to go. So yeah. it takes two is off, and now we have our ten. Um, so cut from what was it? The final twenty we had or nineteen is Outriders, Back for Blood, Life is Strange, True Colors, The Forgotten City, Forza Horizon 5, Gloomhaven, Dodgeball Academia, Metroid Dread, and It Hicks 2. Some bangers on that list. So, so far, what's, what's, in, what, what's our top 10? In, our in top 10, no, no, in no order. particular order, is yeah. Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Scarlet Nexus, Death Door, Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, Inscription, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite. Whew, how do we even approach this? Okay, l- l- let's talk bottom five. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I'll, how about this? I'll, I'm going to throw out my bottom five. And okay. then... <laughs> oh my gosh, what's my bottom five? Okay, so based on this list, based on the fact that it's our list together, mm-hmm. I think my bottom five is... Uh, and, and and not in this order, but just going down. Yeah. I think Resident Evil Village, 
Ratchet and Clank, Death Loop. Well, okay. Um, it, it gets, it's tough right here. I could put Scarlet Nexus. Okay, you help me I'll, here. I'll, I'll put Scarlet Nexus there. Like, All right, and then I, I think I it's between... wanted it represents. Like, like, <laughs> I was ready to sacrifice stuff for Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, Scarlet Nexus deserves to be here, man. Yeah. As our site's top 10, like, yeah. I, there's just no way I, I argue against it. So for me, it now becomes either Death's Door or Inscription, I think, for our I, site. I, I feel like five and six is so so close. To, like, if, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so you've played, sorry. So you've played both of those. Yeah. So I've played, let's see. I played through everything to completion on this list except Deathloop, but I played a okay. good amount of Deathloop. And I've done the same except for Scarlet Nexus. Okay. Um, and so between Death's Door and Inscription, which way are you leaning? I higher on Inscription. And... You know... Um, no. I, um, I, fuck. I you, think you know so. what it is? In, 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 I I enjoy a lot of what Inscription did, but I I owe it. The ending for Inscription is an ARG to see what happens. Oh afterwards. yeah, yeah. You know, like 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 that that kind of pissed me off. But like I enjoyed every single thing Inscription was doing. Um, and that that story I had a great time with. I think I played through it in like in a day or two. Um, I, I think, so I I, I think played... it's a solid. I think it's a solid one of those. Um, great bosses, great. <sighs> great worlds yeah great great writing yeah a, a ton of style some funny, like some really funny writing in there too. Yeah. yeah um a ton of style like i think it rivals death loop in style honestly mm-hmm. yeah i think you know what i, mean, I, door, I, door. I um, we haven't so it's funny because yeah. we haven't talked about inscription yet because you just yeah. beat it and I, I and i just beat it recently yeah. as well i think i'm with you in that because inscription does more new things and different things and weirder things that I think it's higher on my list than Death Store. Inscriptions higher than that. Okay, I, I can live with that. So um, I think that's our bottom five, and then we'll figure out the order from there. Maybe, maybe the bottom five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, potential bottom five. Yeah, potential bottom five. I see you uh, and Taylor in the chat, China. <laughs> we just got to position Scarlet Nexus the right way. Uh-huh. Um, I okay. might have to open up a wiki at some point just to talk <laughs> about uh, why Scarlet Nexus's story makes it the game of the year. Oh my god! All right, so listen, let's 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 do this. I think we could pit Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart at ten. I think I'm comfortable with that. I think it's I think it's a great game. I think it's super polished. Right. Uh, I I continue to think that Insomniac is the best develop development team that. Uh, PlayStation has as a first-party yeah. studio. Um, I wish they but, made it easy to do columns. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go like this. Okay, one x x x x x. All and so, down. I yeah, I would pit. I think Ratchet and Clank is number ten for this site's game of the year. Yes. I think it might be a little bit higher on 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 my list but it's somewhere around there okay 
Um, man. Our, where do you feel about RE8 versus Deathloop? So I, Deathloop is very high on, on my personal list. And I, uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I'm honestly a little bit surprised to see it in the bottom I just, no, I just, it's so I just, strong. Everything is so strong. Everything is so strong. And you know what it is? Is the reason it's in the bottom five, I think, or why I put it in the bottom five here, is because I don't think it's, I think there are five games that the two of us together are mm -hmm. significantly more passionate about. And there's something think, in the top that's not in the bottom five that I think might make its way down there the more as we more talk about it. Okay. But, um, I, no, I man, it, it's okay. All right, well, let's just start. Let's just start because we gotta. Okay, well, let's, let's start slotting things and then see how sure. we feel. And then we can, um, yeah, we can talk about moving things around. Uh, number nine. I think. See, the problem is, is I'm afraid that Resident Evil Village is a victim of releasing so early in the year, that there's a recency bias on with some of these other games. And so it's why I want to pit it yeah. higher I on the I, list. But I wanted to go back lower on and the list. touch it, uh, to touch, uh, like play it a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't get a chance to do that because the PS5 is unhooked up yeah. right now. Um, I think... <laughs> Actually, I think we pit Deathloop here. At nine? Yeah. Just because Deathloop, you you didn't finish, it is our combined list. I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, we can we can argue as we continue. Yeah, I, I'm um, I'm super like, I'm super passionate about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it is one of my top five games of the year, actually. Uh, although I don't know when I when I played this game, I was like, oh, this is in the conversation for my favorite best, my yeah. best game of the year you know when i first and finished the it and then october through oh uh, December my god happened. yeah and i some games i played just like and so i, I yeah and then for me you know what it is is so oh man I, also you haven't you've played some of it but you haven't finished it which one Oh, uh, Deathloop? for Deathloop, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, but then, I, I, but then we I'm have still this, high on it. But then I'm we have the Scarlet. But then we also yeah. have the Scarlet Nexus problem. Yeah, which is, which I, which will be game of the year by the time we're done with this. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> shot. I'm telling you, I think, I think I'm willing to pit Deathloop at nine. Even though, it's much higher on my personal game of the year list. Year list. I think Scarlet Nexus has to go eight. I, I, we'll, we'll slot it here for the time being. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to tell me why it moves up later, I guess. Yeah, yes, yes. We're, we're, just, we're just filling, filling in spots. You know, we'll, just put, we'll just put it up here for now. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll put it up here. Anyway, definitely not there. So, and then, I, I, what do you think about having Resident Evil Village at six? I really do think that, it. it yeah. like I said, I think it's one of the best-paced games this year. I think it's the most consistent, fun uh, from start to finish, and I think it's, I think it's an excellent Resident Evil. Actually, I think that between the RE two and three remakes and Resident Evil Biohazard and Resident Evil Village, like they have been absolutely knocking it out of the park. 
and I, I I loved my entire time with Resident Evil Village. I I, I think it, it's a PS5 feature, the the Dual Sense triggers, um, but it was really well done in RE Village, and I had. It's like you're waiting for that rifle to reload, and you're like you're like pressing like you're waiting mm-hmm. for the resistance in the trigger, and like as soon as it, like you press it, it's tight, and you're like yes, okay, let's go. <laughs> um, and, you know, and there's so many like intimidating moments in that game where like there's either a werewolf or like a boss like lunging at you, and you're just trying to get your shot off. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's for it's. I I could possibly. Be, I might see that maybe moving up one space as a possible. You know, I think I think the one thing that stops it is that there is one section of the game when the section where you're playing as Chris and you have that like one like wave fight where it's like waves of enemies and you're fighting that one giant enemy, I think, mm-hmm. that is kind of a, a down note in that game. And so I think it's one of those things where, like, I remember that game being, like, pretty close to being perfect from start to finish as far as, like, pacing and and fun is concerned. Yeah. And Uh, then they they throw the genre out the door. Yeah. Everything they're doing just for, like, this Hollywood-esque ending. I mean, don't get me wrong. Seeing him with his jacket off and seeing how ripped and giant he is was awesome. But... I also I, like how they, uh, I think Heisenberg mentioned him like punching a yeah, <laughs> volcano. Yeah. yeah, that rock punching idiot or something like that. He yeah. references Chris. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I think I put Death's Door at number six. I think Death's Door is, I think it's a smaller title compared to uh, some of these other titles on here, which uh, sometimes they, they get over, overlooked, unless you're something like a Hades or, you know, past years. But uh, I think... I love Death Door's art direction. I I think the combat and the actual gameplay is very smooth, very fun. I think it's easy to get around that map. It's I, I don't think you get lost the same way you do in you know Metroid Dread or or some of the other games that we've mentioned earlier. I think again, I think it's super polished. I think the writing is so well done. I think there's so many different characters that are downright funny. You know, like that pothead. And the, oh, the, yes. the pot witch and her whole family. Yeah. And then that, that the, witch is so cute. Yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> so cute. And then the frog king. And there's that giant wall of text that's like, you know, first of his name, blah, blah, blah. The Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, rip. exactly. Yeah. And there's, what is it? There's that, there's the guy who's in love with the yeti and then the one guy's like i'm gonna write a song about this you got to come check it out the, um and, there's the, the 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 kitchen you stop by with the octopus yes. controlling the guy yeah. yep yeah. uh and, and, and like the secrets in it and i think your camera just went out yep um Give me yeah. two secs yeah um the secrets in that game were all over the place like you could finish this game and then there was even more to do at the end like i don't think i collected every weapon and then there was like ability upgrades as well that I didn't even know about until I like pulled up a guide to see what the end game was like. I, there, there is a ton to do in that store. Like you can you can play through the story, the campaign in like a day or two. It's not it's not too long of a game, but it is it it is just an immense amount of value i think for what it is and it's on game pass as well so if you haven't played it like definitely check that one out um yeah no 100 percent. 
All right, so we have our tentative bottom five uh, structured, um, which is number six, Death's Door, number seven, Resident Evil Village, number eight, Scarlet Nexus, number nine, Deathloop, number 10, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I will say now I might make a play for Scarlet Nexus being maybe bumped up one, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, let's see how the rest of this list comes together. Uh, because it, it, I also thought I'd get Scarlet Nexus in at 10, and so uh, I haven't really said anything about this game yet, so uh, this is my Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, you know, we're talking about number five here. I think that... Inscription slots in. Inscription slots into number, into number five. five. I think right. so. Okay. Um, and... It, oh. I ha I want to talk about inscription because I don't I don't think inscription is gonna move from this spot. Um, I picked this up. I wasn't planning on it. Uh, I I did buy it over the Steam sale, uh, but I wasn't gonna play it for game of the year. And I saw you start playing it, and I was like, shit, let me um, let me start this because I know this is gonna end up in the game of the year discussions, and it's not too long of a game. Uh, no. So, I think, I think 12 hours I, yeah. I, I got through it. I think that's about right. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was pretty neat because I used the Steam Link app on my phone and I used my finger as a mouse. Mm -hmm. I was using like three fingers to bring up the keyboard to hit like W or S. To, yeah. it, was, it was not the best way to play, but like I, I was tr really trying to get my way uh, through it. It is, it's like Slay the Spire. That, it's genre, the, like you start off with like a card game you get a deck you're sitting at a table with this mysterious figure and you know you go through this map you, there's different paths like if you play play the spire it's kind of like that like hey you can either go up here and do card upgrades or go to this mm -hmm. bonfire and maybe um your uh, one of your cards can get additional help added to it and like yep. you go up and then you face a boss at the end um and you're so you're, you're doing this you're doing a couple runs and then um, you're like shackled to this table and then the guy's like, oh, go, go get me this candlelight and you get up from the cabin and you start walking around and you're like, oh, I can interact with a lot of this yep. stuff here. And then it turns and into essentially an escape room, right? Yes. Where there's all these different things that you can interact and the puzzle elements and... And it makes you feel so smart. It does, yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel so smart. You're like, nobody has figured this out. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, like the Steam achievement pops, and you're like, 96% of the players have gotten this far. <laughs> no, and it does a great job of like leading you on while still giving you the freedom to figure things out yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's It does. It makes you feel smart when you figure out some of these puzzles. Um, it also teaches you how to play the game as it's going along and how to succeed in the game. And, and how to break like, the game. And how to break the game, yeah. And the funny thing is, it's one of those things where I was playing in that first section in particular, and I would keep getting to a certain part, and it's just like, man, I can't get over the hump. And then I realized yeah. that I had been avoiding along that path, picking up my death cards. So every time you die oh, in that yeah. game, you get to create a death card. And those end up being your most powerful cards if you can get back to them. And <laughs> I also I also love that there are characters on the cards themselves that mm -hmm. are like talking to you throughout this and and giving you hints on what and to giving do. you hints on how to play and what to yeah. do and who you need next and also giving you a little bit of like foreshadowing that there's more going on mm -hmm. than just you being at this table. There's more to this. And then um, like once 
once you beat that fourth boss is when when things get really interesting is because uh, like i know inscription is a game that you best experience fresh um, yeah and like what you know of the game the the core component of the game remains the same but everything around it changes is i think the best way to describe yeah it's it still it still yeah. is a at the end of the day a card battling game and a card collecting game mm-hmm. um but yes it does it does change and evolve and introduces new mechanics and i think they do such a good job at introducing new mechanics and keep it fresh that i mean that, this, that, this isn't so, so i i watched your stream when you start streaming it and so yeah i didn't realize what i was watching was technically a spoiler at that yeah. point because i was yeah. just like i was like hey he's just playing this game and yeah. so so then when i fired it up i was like i was like what 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 is what game am i playing <laughs> what game was, oh, we're playing the same game um yeah. and it, it, but it, 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 it it's so good and then the hook they give you for sticking through it um between like the major shifts is really good um yeah so i like i said i actually I know we said we would talk about spoilers, but yeah, Inscription yeah. is one of those games that these other games, spoilers don't necessarily impact it all that much, honestly, your enjoyment, whereas Inscription is kind of special in that you need to go yeah. into it fresh. But yes, there are, there's, <laughs> there's like the story that you're playing in the game and then a story outside of it. You know what it is? It's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes, yes, it is Assassin's Creed. And so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they do an absolutely fantastic job uh, telling that story and keeping you hooked, like keeping you wanting to know what was going to happen next. And you can't help but try to guess what's going on and what's going to happen next. And and I, I can honestly say that I did not see the ending of that game coming. Um, One of the sequences in the ending that references your youth is a particular Saturday morning reference, a cartoon reference was, had me laughing. Oh, that was great. It oh was, my God. It was, it was amazing. I love that so much. Oh my God. Well, I can't wait for us to talk about this after. Yeah. But because yes, like I, I sat there and I was like, I was like, Hey, this looks like, yes, oh, it is, and then it is yes, that. it's a hundred percent that. And so for everyone that's played inscription and beaten it, you will understand what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> for know. everyone else, go play inscription. Yeah. Um, I think like every one of the games in the, the top 10 are go, even in our top 20, go out and play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to uh, inscription, I just think it's the most immediate one. You should just go out and play. Yeah. Yep. All right. So what do so we have here? We have now we're, we're talking about our, our top four. Um, I, I actually think that this next, I think number four is kind of easy, um, um, in my opinion. Which one am I forgetting here? No, you have them. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we just put inscription at five. Oh, inscription. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. I think that number four is where Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy goes. Yes, 100%. I think uh, that it is incredibly surprising that this game was as good as it was. It's not by any means a perfect game. I think there is some clunkiness with the actual combat mechanics of the game and the way I, you control I, I, the party. Yeah, I was very... Um, 
I was not a big fan of the combat in this game, and mm-hmm. the fact that it's even in the top ten speaks to how good the writing the, is. The writing is. Yeah. It's, they take every thread is weaved. Every character has their arc. Yeah. Uh, even the smallest of side characters, everything comes together um, in interesting ways. Like even the choices you make in dialogue, like. You know, there's a Mass Effect thing like, oh, they will remember, or like the telltale thing, they will remember this. But like, no, it's yep. like how you give your answers will affect like who supports you in the end and make some certain sections easier. Uh, like I had Cosmo show up and wipe out an entire battle section for me at the end. And I was like, oh, thank God, because like there's so much action at the end. And I was yeah. like, I, I was like, the, the action's, it's fine. It's like, so yeah, it's like, I, a, it's like a shoddy version of a Mass Effect game. <laughs> so I think I was higher on the action than you were. I kind of find myself getting into because I think yeah, I think it's very dependent on you kind of memorizing these combinations and and for the different scenarios and stuff like that. So I got into kind of like a flow state with it. Um, but yeah, the writing is just you. You mentioned that every thread mm-hmm. is lead somewhere, right? Yeah. It, nothing is left. Um, vague there's every arc for every character is there and completed and it takes characters that we already know and it introduces a a familiar yet new spin on them one that is honestly kind of more reminiscent of the comics than the mcu but still its own thing and it makes every single one every single one of those characters likable and like it's very cliche for Guardians of Galaxy to be about, hey, we're a family, right? Yeah. Like, there are times where we can't stand each other, but at the end of the day, we are family. And I think the MCU does a very good job of, of, of getting that across. I think this game does it so much better. Yeah, and it, it's, it's like, I know we reference the MCU a lot here, but I feel like they... This game exists because of the MCU. Yes, but absolutely. Like, and it's popular. I actually, I don't think the sales did too great, which is, which is sad because this is something I think everyone should experience, and I and, hope we get a sequel. Yeah, and um, we need a sequel. Like <laughs> we need a sequel. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a genuine love of comics. It, it uses mm-hmm. the characters, the way it weaves them. It. it you don't you don't see it like that uh, in m- many games like the amount of like skins and like the different references for those skins are truly incredible that you, you come across there's uh, it's and like some of the storylines for the individual characters like and the backstory it's like you know there was a war with Thanos um that like caused a lot of loss you know Drax mm-hmm. lost his family and just like seeing Drax you know trying to recover from that and yep. being like brought into the light and like losing his way and then going and you know as a crew to go help him through it his trauma and just seeing what he's experiencing is insane and just like learning about like a bit about gamora and just like you know and yeah like, and the misfits that don't get together but like at core they are a family and the and you truly feel that like when you know the characters will argue that they will make up it's earned and like a lot of times video games just rush through like it like i enjoyed the hell out of it takes two but like a lot of that at the end like i think one of it takes two's biggest issues was sometimes it would have been better if that game just shut up and just yeah let like 
towards the end of it, it takes two. There are, are the characters have like this power of attraction, like it's magnetism. And it's just like it's like oh, you're working together to pull each other closer to each other, like uh, through this blizzard storm. And it's just like then you have Doctor Hakim come in, like ooh, attraction, like it's working. You're <laughs> falling more in love with each other. Like no, like let let the scene speak for itself because yeah. it would have worked so much better. Um, and like and I think Guardians of the Galaxy has ways of doing that even like something as simple as like rocket doesn't like to get wet and like w- what he's willing to do and like a rocket being tossed across the chasm like like uh the one thing i do have a criticism about for the game is like there's a lot of dialogue and sometimes yeah. like you just walk through a scene too quickly and like you don't get to hear all of it and you're like yeah. no I, I i really wanted to hear that i there are three games i think this year that made me tear up at some point mm-hmm. um one of them actually is in our top 10 life is strange true colors at some point but uh marvel's guardians of the galaxy absolutely made me tear up i mean when you have and it's funny because you see all of the characters backstories and trauma explored throughout the overall story right i mean you mentioned drax already dealing with the loss of his family and basically falling under the spell of of the church and in, in order to basically his despair and his his want to see his family again even if it means the end of everything else right mm-hmm. and him getting over that you see gamora and her relationship with thanos and her being orphaned at a young age being brought under this maniac's care and basically being used as a weapon and as, as as a tool and that's reflected in um oh man i wish i remembered all the characters name but in the the grand uh, oh. oh what's his name anyway and the main villains you know relationship with the uh with the young girl in, in this game and how that affects her and why she is so um, filled with blind rage at this situation. And then you see Peter Quill and him not having a father growing up, his mom being the world to him, and then him losing his mom and how that's reflected in the girl losing her mom. And there's also the idea of, you know, it plays with a little bit of like a father-daughter relationship and then again ties it into even if we're not blood, like you are still family if you want to be, you know? Um, yeah. It's just, it deals with a lot of heavy stuff for a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah. It was but, um, Grand Unifier Raker. Grand, yes, Grand <laughs> yeah. Unifier. Thank you. Um, and also, also, possibly one of the best looking games. Oh, yeah. And gorgeous. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like I bought it. So. On the next gen consoles, I think it, the sixty frames per second mode ran, runs in ten eighty p, and the I think the four K is thirty. And mm-hmm. forever, I need to figure out what's going on with four K thirty on OLEDs because it just feels very jittery to me. Um, oh, maybe see, that's weird. I didn't have a problem yeah. with this game. I mean, there are some games obviously yeah. that I'm like, hey, these this, the frame rate needs to be yeah. higher. But um, yeah, but yeah, so, I like didn't, I didn't have a problem. In I ended up mode just, on this one. Yeah, I just ended up buying it on PC and just ran it in 4K60. Yeah. And it was, I would just sat there sometimes. I was like, 
it's so colorful. The HDR is oh, amazing. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, a te- it, it's a technical masterpiece. Like, but like, also, the combat is just janky as hell. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it being like a love letter to comics. Yeah. And <laughs> in that you go and you fight uh, Fing Fang Foom. You know what I mean? Like, you. My only complaint was that entire chapter comes so late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, it, it makes sense why it's right. there. Like yeah. from a story telling perspective, like yes, yeah. you need you need this chapter. But then I was like, I was like, I just want this game to be over with by now because I was just trying to rush it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and that game is a lengthy game for sure. Yeah. But it, that's yeah. the other thing is that you also because it is set in space, you are able to travel to these different locales, and everyone looks different. You know. Yeah. Um, and every one of them is gorgeous. Like, and, there, and there's hilarious enemies, just like jelly yeah. cubes. <laughs> um, even even if this game isn't, you know, our game of the year, I, I think it's easy to say that this is the best, most pleasant surprise of the year. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that marketing can really hurt a game sometimes because the marketing made this game look like dog water. I, I, I know this game gets like, a people give it a pass on the soundtrack because it's like a lot of 80s music, but like... Yeah. I really enjoyed the music. Yeah, no, one. it was still great. And when you do the huddle up and you get yeah. hyped up, uh, like I, I wish I could speed up the huddle up after like the thirtieth uh, yeah, sure. time doing it. Also, I, very I easy achievement it. game. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't, if you're into achievements, it's very, very All right. good. Achievement. Here we go into our top three. Uh, I okay. So I, I think our top really, three is return either Returnal, Psychonauts two, or Halo Infinite. Yes. Or uh, as we tentatively set this, and then we look at it to finalize. Yep. Um, my preference in this is to pit Returnal at three. And 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 truth be told, I think yes. Returnal. I think Returnal is probably higher up on my personal list because I did take some issues with the way that game makes you play because of the mm-hmm. fact that when we played it, there were no save states. Uh, I know that it's in there now, but. Again, we're talking about this as our list, so it's when we played the games. Yeah. And the fact that, yeah, I had to sit there into, you know, four-hour sessions until, like, 2 a.m. so that my run didn't get ruined. And I I know, you know, our mutual friend Matt, he had a bunch of situations where the game crashed on him. My my cousin... My cousin's playing it now. Yeah. Um, he te- you know, he was texting us about it. He's like, oh, this game's so hard. Um, and he was having a good run. And then he's like, my PS5 just crashed. It won't turn on. <laughs> it took him like a half hour to turn it back yeah. on for whatever reason. But he's yeah. like, it, 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 lost, it lost the entire run. And he's like, See, it was yeah. my best run yet. And that that is a nightmare with this game. But I will say Returnal has probably one of the best gaming moments <laughs> and it was my run for beating this game mm-hmm. um which and was that's, like that's a six why... hour run where <laughs> yeah. i stayed up all night had to be up early to go pick up like a thing from a different apartment building mm-hmm. in our area uh and my wife and we also had to set up for my uh for our baby shower uh later that day i was on 15 minutes of sleep all day but it was mm-hmm. worth it because like the adrenaline rush of just like having that perfect run making yeah. it through and just dominating like and, and this game is it's feel with the du- dual sense it's the audio cues from your headphones uh, it, the audio design is phenomenal like honestly like you are reacting to things you're not even seeing because you're hearing them and, and knowing 
like I, you're just you're like super saiyan at a certain yeah. point uh in your run and everything is just like clicking but like the runs that it doesn't that that's where it can get frustrating uh for sure and like the only reason I stayed up those six hours was because like I had family in town and people wanted to play that PS5 and I couldn't guarantee like that save wasn't going to be touched. Yeah. Or right. The, and so uh, I had uh, for me it was like I had to sit down and do it and I was like texting my boss and my coworker. I'm like, oh my guys, it's happening! Like I, I, I'm here and like it was like it started like at 4 a.m. I was like I'm in the third, fourth biome, I'm in the fifth biome, I'm in the sixth, and like and they were celebrating with me. I was like the sun is peeking through the windows. Um, it is, it is such a great game, but I will I will not touch it again because... I, yeah, no, there's no shot I play this game yeah. again. And I will say that, that the, Returnal is one of the best feeling games to play. And I, you know, if you listen to the podcast often, you know that I'm very high on how a game actually feels to play. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of why I'm down on a certain particular Sony-owned studio that we won't talk about because I don't think their games <laughs> feel that great to play. But anyway, Returnal feels absolutely fantastic to play. It, there is a very, like you can get into that flow, which is kind of what leads you to have these four or five, six hour gaming sessions. Uh, I do think that there is a point where you you can get a certain combination and then it makes the game a, a lot easier based on what your weapon combination and and, uh, and perks are and stuff like that. I think that the story is interesting. Um, but for me, what drives this game is very much the actual playing of the game. Uh, I do love the environments and the art direction and the enemy um, design, and I'm I I like shmups, uh, in, in, uh, you know, in general, and to have one this modern, this high quality, uh, as what's essentially a third person action shooter as well. Like, I I enjoyed Returnal a lot more than I thought I was going to, yeah. and. I think from a I think from a gameplay perspective, it is absolutely one of the top three. And even just on gameplay alone, like if I there's a very there's an alternate reality where the way this game is set up is different in that there are like save points, kind of like the way they are now, and there's also maybe a little bit more uh, diversity in the environments. I think when you're when you have a run based game and you're in some of these sections for a long time and you're doing them over and over again, I do think they get kind of tired. Yeah, the, especially that desert one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's literally that's like, like the a, one that, that that's, I'm thinking of. Because that's the one where you get like, you're stuck there for a bit and if yeah. you can make it to the third biome, um, it's just, the third biome just, those drones hit you so hard. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't catch them fast enough, you're not dodging. And like, you're on platforms in the air, so it's like very limited areas where you can dodge. So if you're not dodging in the right direction, it's just like you have to have the right run for that yep. and right weapon. Yeah, there's and a world where yeah. what I was gonna say is there's a universe where a couple of things are different about this game, and it, and it's number one or number two. Yeah, um, I will say one of my favorite things was like when we were talking about the, our like favorite weapons and stuff. I I think mine was like the Rotland Globber, and you're just like that piece of shit. Yeah, that gun is trash. <laughs> no, that gun was. Oh my god! I had like damage over time, like ability on it, and it was like, yeah, that was other thing. Like the, the weapons have abilities, like yeah. not taking damage and killing more enemies gets you like better perks as you go up. Yeah. Um, and and like the artifacts and stuff you can grab. Uh, it's it was the best run. <laughs> it's the best run in any like run based game I've ever had. Um, 
and yeah, I think I think it's three. Like I'm, I will lock this baby in at three. Yeah, because like uh, it, it definitely earned earned it. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think on my personal list, it's probably you know uh, lower on that list or, or higher, however you want to decide. You know, uh, so lower on that list. But I think as our as the podcast, I think number three is where it belongs because yeah. I still remember like you telling that story on the podcast and being as excited as you were. And that's actually what drove me to give it a shot and, and yeah. play it. And I'm very glad I did. And I listened to you. So yeah. I think number three is where it goes. Okay. Okay. So Halo Infinite and Psychonauts 2 are up for one and two. Uh, you know, congrats to Microsoft for two of the studios they own and the games they release, even though Psychonauts 2 is multi-platform for being... Yeah. In contention for one and two on our list, <sighs> I, I I have my thoughts. Yeah, on this, I feel like it could go either way. Right. So I think this is tough. <laughs> I oh, love. Okay, so let's let's first let's first yes let's first yeah. talk Psycho Nuts two. Yes, because i had given my thoughts and i had told you at the time when i finished it that this was in contention for game of the year for me mm -hmm. i told you that you had to play it and had to finish it uh at the <laughs> time did. at the time you were only like one level in still i was still on that first level <laughs> yeah so then you went and you finished the rest so what and, are you, your thoughts okay. and you haven't argued with me for it being this high yet no um so what so, are your thoughts okay I talked about playing through the first Psychonauts right before my son was born in preparation for Psychonauts 2 because it's it's a cult classic. People really rave about it. Yep. And I did the same I, thing. And one of the things I said, in, which ties into like Dodgeball Academia, the reason I loved it was like it has such a great cast of characters, a great world building. It It is like when I say Saturday morning cartoon, that's a compliment coming from me because it is it's, it's a period of happiness like. I, that it kind of sucks that kids nowadays don't have that where you woke up early on a Saturday morning and you just sat down with like a bowl of cereal and you just watched the, these uh, shows at, every week regardless even if it was a rerun like you just enjoyed it <laughs> yeah. so much and it's like the writing and the comedy for Psychonauts it's like it's got this like ah real monsters like <laughs> kind of vibe to it um, where it's like it, it's just strange and a little bit goofy mm -hmm. but it everything lands like the characters are ultra unique um and it and it's not an easy thing to do and what psychonauts 2 does is it takes like the teachers from like the, the camp like the counselors and it brings in like a whole new cast of like interns as uh, raz gets placed in the, as an intern in uh at the mother lobe for the psychonauts at their mm -hmm. hq and like all those characters are great like sam who is dogen's sister is just as funny in my opinion if not better uh like every time she summons that whale <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like and, like, and, the, and, the, and it's like it's, it's not the fact that she summons a whale when it's like over like absolutely overkill it's it's like how the, the art style on that whale how that whale looks it's like the expression that the stance is it's Going back to like Psychonauts one, where Raz like gets a new ability and then like there's like a spotlight on him, everything is black, and then it turns out he's in the classroom and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's those callouts. Um, there's like the Psy King level where you know you're going to get this band back together for like a Woodstock esque concert, and you're in the woods uh, going for these two guys, and they're 
and Sai can go see like, yeah, you know, these two really like to come into the woods and get high. And then like I like like this is like kind of a kids game and then they're like yeah like really high up and like they're just they're like high up on a cliff and it's just uh-huh. like it, it's all like i don't think anything misses in psychonauts when it comes to the writing the art design like i had to turn down the brightness on the side king level because the <laughs> hdr was just like it was blinding it was yeah, so bright like it, the first time, it was the first time i uh lord and like i was playing it on the xbox series x um in 4k 60 I tried the 1440, 120, but I think it took too much of a graphical hit for me. Um, I'm a graphic snub. Um, yeah. So, but when I fired it up on PC and was able to run it at 4K, like 160, it was uh, absolutely insane. It was honestly one of the best looking games uh, of, of the year in my eyes. My one complaint is I, and there's two parts to this. Um, I don't think the enemy combat is all that great. But the sure. boss encounters are fantastic. Yeah, which is which is like which is really weird to say. Um, like I had a ton of fun with the bosses, all the different levels, like Compton's cook off, <laughs> like uh, with <laughs> all the goats. <laughs> yeah, like preparing all those meals. It, it, it's like Compton's cook off is a game show where like you're, you're you have to prepare meals and like it's like I have to go take this t- tomato to get sliced and then bring it to the blender. And then I was like, I have to go boil the egg. I, I brought all my ingredients. I went back to the blender. I never turned it on. And I was like, how? I was like, this happens in like, you know, reality TV all the time. Like, how did I forget to turn on the blender? And like, I'm sitting there, the clock's winding down. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it's it's so great. And like, and I haven't touched on the story of like, there's a mystery, there's like a mall, and there's like a return of a villain uh, that everyone's like dealing with. Psychonauts 2 deals with broken people. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there was a villain called Mal- Maligula in the, uh, in the world that the founders of Psychonauts stopped many years ago. Um, and, you know, Maligula is uh, supposed to, you know, is rumored to be uh, coming back mm-hmm. or is alive. And so there's, like, her loyalists that are trying to bring her back. And then, like, but like all these founders, after having stopped her, are broken in different ways. Like, one's in self isolation. Fort Kruger, Kruger from uh, the original Psychonauts, is, uh, you know, like, even the first one, he's very weird, very wacky. And it's because his mind is fractured. And, like, yeah. everyone dealt with it in their own ways, but it, it, it's. You're, you're trying to help them through the trauma. And, like, the very, yeah, the so very first mission to that game is, like, you learn mind connection and how you can, like, link or change people's ways of thinking and it's yeah. not like you're going in there and like forcibly changing them uh like you like i think raz quickly learns early on that hey you know through that first mission in the psychonauts academy is like you don't forcibly change somebody's way of thinking like you yeah help it's them not through that trauma. exactly it's not and okay it, to, yeah. to just change it yeah, you, and, and you, so it's it's like you're you're going through this game, you're helping these people through like mm-hmm. these really funny scenarios, but like it, it is heartfelt. It mm-hmm. has so much empathy, um, and like the, the, there's like, it, it, and like I'm painting. It, it's a funny game, but there's like actual trauma that's dealt with in such yeah. a caring manner. It, this it, is another one of those games that I teared up. Yeah, you know, playing towards the end. Uh, there's also the element of like. Raz's family and the fact that they hate psychics and you know Raz has his own fear of 
you know, water and you learn through the story why that is and mm -hmm. why his family hates psychics. And you mentioned that, you know, the psychonauts and their, their initial founders had to stop Maligula mm -hmm. and how that damaged them and broke them. And the reason it broke them is because Maligula was one of them, you yeah. know, um, before her own trauma and, and issues got the best of her, you know, and, and yeah. even though she is th this villain who did a, a horrific thing, you learn through playing this that like things aren't always black and white and that you know in her case and this is something that's talked about many times it, it, you know it, is a trope in many forms of media and stuff like that but you know she had good intentions and mm -hmm. it got away from her and just like the first one it does it, it deals with with trauma and psychological issues and in a like you said a funny but a serious way and it handles them with care and there's not an inch of that game that you can't see or feel the love that was poured into it yeah right and it's 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 so much bigger than i thought it was because there's there's like four open world hubs yeah and like at first i was i was like where do i have to go because like you have to go to the questionable area and yeah. uh, <laughs> i was like i was like where is this how do i get there and then like next thing you know you're just like it's like the back of your hand you know these areas so intimately you know how you know where somebody is how to get to them and like the fast travel system works out nicely um i think they have pins in this game which can like augment your abilities like make mm -hmm. them better or like something cosmetic mm -hmm. i didn't I didn't really end up buying any of the pins as I played through the game. And I kind of felt like that could have been incorporated a little bit better. Mm. And yeah, I, I grabbed I really, some of them yeah, just to make yeah. myself a little bit stronger in some yeah. areas. I ended up buying all of them uh, because I ended up getting everything in this game. I 100%ed it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just missing one achievement, which I'm going to go back for after this. Because <laughs> I want that thousand out of thousand. And, like, yeah. I, and I think that speaks towards it. Like this was a game that I, like I was trying to rush through. I was going to spend more time with uh, like either Unpacked or Life is Strange uh, over the last two days. But then I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? Let me just fire up more Psychonauts. Uh, I like being in this world. Uh, yeah. And uh, for, uh, like they added this like filter to go for the collectibles after you beat the game. Um, so that it highlights it so you know like where to go. But you still got to like explore and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's really neat because like I picked up missing memory vaults, which show like uh, the character's like backstory and whose mind you're in. And like that helps flesh out some of those characters even more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I. Well, just sitting here talking about it, like it definitely like it, it, it's definitely gone up in yeah. uh, how I felt about it. it yeah. It's it, it's a great game. The platforming feels great. Um, the cutscenes are. Uh, I I think one of my favorite things, uh, and I wish more games did this, was like after you beat the game. Uh, you can go around and you know because they'll collect collectibles and mm -hmm. so like i stopped by a sasha sasha's lab and like you see dr lobato escaping um <laughs> and like he's like yeah i gotta go grab my son from the psychonauts camp and you're like wait what this is like a bit of like a who's his son like you know there's, uh -huh. uh, it's, it's a sequel thing like yeah. you know they're, they're setting up things with that and like you, you go and you talk with characters who are affected by some of the late game reveals um uh and you have some genuine conversations um and just like the level of empathy those characters have um goes a long way like un understanding like there could be a lot of hate 
in some of these characters' hearts, but like the way they choose to deal with it instead um, and talk it through, I, I think is really, really, really nice. Yeah. Um, uh, it might be the easy way out, but like it also feels like the right way um, to deal with uh, a lot of the events that do take place. At their yeah. End. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, <laughs> I know it's so, this is so bad, you know, talking to, talking to you and hearing your thoughts on Psychonauts 2 and finally actually getting to have this conversation now that you finished it just made me so happy, you know, cause I do <laughs> love this game. The problem is, is that Halo Infinite <laughs> came out this year and, and we, we, we have like, we have like, we called a lot of stuff with Halo Infinite. Like we did that technical test i had lost an xbox during that technical test yeah and uh it was all we could talk about like we were yep. we i think might have been the first ones to say they should release this early like they should yep. just release the multiplayer early or do an early beta so people get their hands on it because yep. this feels good and it shouldn't just be us and a few others playing this and they did that and yep i've i i've been busy but like uh i do fire up halo every like maybe once a week and i oh played yeah through. I, I did miss this attrition event because i needed that damn achievement i missed it yeah. uh, um but there's still a couple I, days I, left i thought it ended tuesday no no no. there's oh, still, still four gone? days left i think okay uh, uh you, yeah you, you should have... let me revive you a couple times okay sounds good <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah but no. like that multiplayer is the first multiplayer in a long time, like I think Fortnite was the last one where like and that was more like a social thing. Mm -hmm. Uh just playing Fortnite with friends, but like I had complaints about how Fortnite played. Halo Infinite just if one of the best shooters uh, in terms of how it feels. I like, I think I think Halo Infinite is the best feeling game this year. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even think it's close. I you know, Returnal felt great and I think mm -hmm. Halo Infinite blows it out of the water. And the introduction, we're talking you, you know, you're talking about the multiplayer and and yeah, I continue to go back to the multiplayer and the core gameplay when it launched was already fantastic. I mean, the technical test, it was already there. It was already fantastic. And the the only thing bringing it down were honestly like things on the periphery. So stuff like the battle pass, you know, and they have been so responsive in players' complaints and making the changes right away. Yeah. And so... Even that is like in such a good spot now. And it was in such a good spot at the end of the year that you can't even knock it for that anymore, right? And yeah. then we talk about the campaign and you know it being delayed a year from the launch of the, the system to now and there being a little bit of nervousness on my part on like what we would actually see. The game is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it runs fantastic the introduction of the grapple, grapple shot yeah, yeah is such a small but game-changing mechanic I in this it. game it i don't think i had more fun in in a world this year uh in games than i did in halo infinites and to the point where like i cannot wait for them to release co-op so i can go play it again right um I did like this is another game where I did everything on the map, all mm -hmm. skulls, all audio logs. Not an easy thing to do, uh, time consuming, but like I made the time for it and mm -hmm. I, I sat down and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I like, uh, like, I know I spent time talking about the multiplayer and I think it's one of the. It, it, here's the thing 
I think they announced just the other day, 20 million people have touched uh, Halo Infinite in uh, some way. Uh, and it's free yeah. to play. So, like, but that's incredible uh, for a Halo. Yep. Like, I think at the three-month mark, Halo 5 was at 5 million. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, um, don't quote me on that, but it was a much less significant number. So, going free to play has brought more people into Halo, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I think... When you hear about that backlash, like big te- the issues with big team battle, like I think those would have been a lot less if had they not gone that way. And so I think it's a smart move by Microsoft on that. But the maps, the gameplay, it may we actually liked playing Oddball captured off flag, you know, like <laughs> modes that I normally been, hated. Never, yeah. never the case. Like I like yeah. I like Stronghold. I like um, what's that battery one called in big team? Uh, Whatever that one was, um, yeah, yeah, but like the the guns feel great. I never, f- I know people complain about the Mauler um, being uh, broken, too strong, yeah, too strong. But I like I I don't get close, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. Um, no, the, I uh, maybe I, it's worse at higher competitive levels, but like I I feel like it's fine. It's balanced. They're I I mean I I I agree. I I think yeah. all the almost all the weapons feel great. I think yeah. that there are still some weapons that could use a bomb use a little bump or maybe like you know just trying to figure out and how it's supposed to be used i think there's yeah. only one truly bad weapon uh even though i saw a video about like maybe the proper way to use it um was it the uh, the was it not the hydra the ravager no, no no the pulse oh that that weapon is pretty bad too yeah. no like the pulse uh carbine oh um, okay yeah and so no. i yeah, so, you know so, so that's that's multiplayer i think we're very high in multiplayer I yeah. think um, where and like the events, they they actually done a lot more events than I thought they would. Out, yeah, they've out done the a ton already. And I, and I think and I th- think that's worth highlighting because like the events have been free. The structure yeah. could be a little bit weird. Uh, I think like the Christmas one was like you log in every day and play mm-hmm. one match and you get item. Like, of course that was the one break where I was busy and missed. Like, yeah, I, me I think too. Everything there, um, but I, you know, like I do like. I know people complain about that shop, but I have bought quite a few things from that shop, like the Iron Man color <laughs> and the cat ears. Uh, There's so a, there Iron might Man be, cat. There might be a neon camo in there right now for the different Ooh. armors that uh, somebody might have picked up. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, so like, and yeah, like, it's really cool that they're doing this, and I think they have a good finger on the pulse of all of it, and they're like, they have just did, I think, the, the Samurai, the Tenrai event. Yeah. Um, with that and along with the battle pass changes it's been good uh i think the campaign uh, i enjoyed my time with the campaign i wish they structured the story or did something a little bit different with the story see Um, i i I feel like it's very backloaded and the front yeah sure part is like i I feel like because the game i'm trying to get to the story bits that happen yes near the end because it places you in a story that has already happened yes and so and yes, you don't get that that backstory and that gap that you're missing until later on in the game. And so I I understand some of those complaints that people have had. Um, it wasn't as big of a deal for me, obviously, me being like you know, the Mr. Halo, <laughs> Mr. Halo. Yeah, at least on this podcast. Is that uh, the uh, full reach behind you? I see. <laughs> no, but it is not far. I think it's in one of these drawers. I. I loved everything about the campaign, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. Could the campaign have been better? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. 
but I love the new characters. I love the new AI companion. I I love the reveal at the at the end um, of her nature and what she actually is. I mm-hmm. love that for the it, weapon. You mean the weapon? Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that this game is about Master Chief. This game is about Cortana, but it's also about what it's like to be around Master Chief and be in Master Chief's world. You know. Yeah. Like that pilot is absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the pilot is absolutely a stand in for anybody who would be Mm -hmm. around Master Chief while this is going on. And him being honestly the voice of reason (laughs) in a lot of this, but Master Chief being Master Chief, being like, no, I'm doing things my way. This is what we're doing. Like we do not back down from a fight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, man, I, I love this game. Um, I and I think for me like the camp the campaign levels are really well done. Um, yeah. I am very high in the camp. I wish there were more campaign levels. Uh, even yeah. if even if like the a lot of the story stuff was like in in the back half. Um, yeah. uh, I still really enjoyed the layout, the the flow of those levels. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss fights I think were towards the, la- uh, the later missions i thought the boss fights were better earlier ones were like a little bit basic but yeah um i think i mean i do some I, cool mechanics in like yeah. the later ones which i felt really high on yeah um, i think i think it's tough to do boss fights in first person yeah. shooters in general um yeah. i don't th- but, i don't yeah. think there's many games that have gotten it right um yeah. so it, it's hard to like point at something and be like you should do it like that yeah um, right for fps uh it, it's because it, like it, it's either I, I think like what an FPS if there's an FPS that can somehow balance like not being a bullet sponge for a boss fight, mm-hmm. and, but also introduce like interesting ways to do damage to the boss, right. like then maybe you can do something. But that, I think that involves platforming, and I think I think Halo Infinite could pull it off. Yeah, if, with the grappling hook, like you yep. could maybe do some interesting stuff. But um, let's see i i imagine it had to be something big <laughs> um to make that grappling hook more effective but i, I keep I, thinking about wolfenstein 2 and just like the giant i think it was a giant robot fight mm-hmm. in that um, i i i think for me mm-hmm. i think if i'm doing my personal list i honestly don't know if it's Halo Infinite or Psychonauts 2, or if it's just for me like a 1A, 1B scenario and I just Yeah, I honestly feel like it's a 1A, 1B scenario. I think for us and for this podcast, I think it's Halo Infinite. Yeah. I think considering, uh, you know, how much we talked about <laughs> it after the technical test. I mean, honestly, it's the one yeah. game on here also that we've played a decent amount together. Yeah. Right? And... It's also of all the games on this list, it's the one that I see us playing throughout this year, you know, and, and playing for the you know, foreseeable future. Yeah. And so I will play the hell out of Psychonauts 3. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think like one complaint I do have for Halo and I hope they can address it going forward is like I understand Halo rings are, you know, there's not much going on there. Um, you know, they're oh, you're but, but like there's like level diversity. No, no, not level diversity. I, I just kind of or environment. Felt, I mean, uh, no, like if they want to do a different type of like biomes or like yeah, like a lava area or ice area. Like yeah. cool, whatever. For me, is like aliens used to be here. This ring has like it's mm. it's different than the other rings. Mm-hmm. Like I want I want more environmental storytelling from my Halo levels or my Halo world. 
Yeah. Um, because it, it, it's a it's a franchise with that's chock full of lore. Like yeah. the the forerunners and everything, everything that came before, what they were doing. Like, and I think it sets th- that up. And it does. I think. Does. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I I think it's our I, I think it's our game of the year, and I think it's high. Yeah. And I also think that this is just like a foundation, right? Yeah. I, think I hope that, I hope that's the case. I hope yeah. I hope they come out like at E3 this year and no. they're, they're like, "Hey, here's what's coming next in Halo." Yeah. Like I I know game development doesn't work like that, but like yeah. uh, if they're building upon this, like I do want I don't want like Destiny style like, "Oh, here go talk to this dude and then kill these enemies here." Yeah. Uh type thing. I I, I do want something new, something different that builds mm-hmm. off of what's right there. Um but yeah, it's it was a blast to play. I really enjoyed it. Um I, a part I mean, I was me, playing like, last night. <laughs> yeah, a, a part of me like there's that reveal of like why the banished go after Cortana, like what Cortana did. Yeah, um, and like I was like, how cool would it have been if this game opened up and just like jumped, like it started with that, like you know you're kind of dealing with the aftermath of five, and you're just I, jumping around, and you eventually end up here. Yeah, uh, so I I understand that complaint and but the more i think about it the more i think it's kind of difficult to do gameplay of the yeah. stuff that's going on what well, like i don't like i think halo 2 had a lot of cutscenes, didn't it like yeah but it's also yeah what so the the reality is is that 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 gap that takes place is you know it's the her leading essentially an ai revolution right um but then how do you fight them? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you as a player interact with that and fight that? Because none of that takes place on a halo. None yeah. of that, most of that takes place in space. And it's a lot of like, it's there's so, a lot of like diplomacy almost. It's so cool to see, but it's just like, yeah, the three minute explainer of yeah. everything that happened. I actually <laughs> think, I actually think you would run into like the halo five problem where I, I love halo five, yeah. but there's a lot of sections where you're doing nothing yeah you know and and so i i do love that one i do love that one scene in halo 5 though where it's like you piggyback on a guardian and you jump into the rift as they're like they teleport to like i think like the guardian home world Mm -hmm. and it's just like you're you start that level on like the back of one and it's i like that that was cool like yeah yeah. i i do you know halo 5's campaign does have like a lot of complaints for me in terms of like the storytelling and some of the design there but yeah um like it's cool things like that um but i know um no, I agree. With, uh, it might seem like I'm down on Halo Infinite <laughs> right now, no. compared to Second Us too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, truly, it is it, like a good feeling game mm-hmm. will make up for a lot of its flaws. Look at Destiny Two. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I can point out hundreds of flaws there, but it's still probably my most played game uh, uh, even now. Uh, like, I like. I'm glad game of the year discussion's happening now because I need to catch up on the Destiny Two stuff for right before next month uh-huh. uh, because like I I want to play through the Witch Queen content like I might not stick with it all the way through um, like do you know, the weeklies and whatnot but I've really I've really been excited for the content going there and so like Halo Infinite is a fantastic feeling game the online is everything I wanted it to be uh, and I have so much fun playing it with friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I feel bad for Psychonauts too because it is 
amazing. I, I feel I, I feel like it's a number two everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but it, it's it, it. You know what? Like, I, I'm fine giving it two. Um, it because I, I, I think like I, I said for me, it's I, like one A, one B. What what when I even when I came into this podcast, mm-hmm. it, I don't want you to step away. It, part of me thought like you might lean more towards Psychonauts, but mm-hmm. if you're leaning towards Halo, I. Th- Coming into this, I was like, it's probably going to be Halo Infinite for both of us. And then yeah. Psychonauts 2 will yeah. likely take second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why don't you put those in? I'm going to read this list now. And then we can decide if we want to lock it in as this being the order. So uh, the Workprints Games cast top 10 as of right now is... Number 10, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. 9, Deathloop. 8, Scarlet Nexus. 7, Resident Evil Village. 6, Death's Door. 5, Inscription. 4, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. 3, Returnal. 2, Psychonauts 2. And at number 1, our game of the year, Halo Infinite. So, uh, I um, am very good with this list. <laughs> I will, for Taylor, I will um, argue for Scarlet Nexus because we have gone this entire podcast without talking Scarlet Nexus and I think I can bump it up to seven. Okay, I explain think. to me, and now you said that this game gets wilder and more anime and more over the top, which is, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a, in my opinion, a positive thing. Yeah. Um, let me just tell you first off what some of my complaints are. One, this game starts off very, very slow. Yes. Um, uh, Kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, you get get into action, uh, sure, but there's a lot. I think there's just so much dialogue. Yes, like this is such an RPG in that in that regard, Mm -hmm. where there's just so much dialogue, and I also, I think the combat is fun. I also think it's kind of basic. Um, it starts off that way, yeah. (laughs) And see, so that's the thing. So, all right, so so you tell me why this should move up. So. I, let me go with the cons of Scarlet Nexus. Um, the environments aren't all that. Um, you're kind of like playing through a lot of the environments over again. The, and the enemy types you'll see quite a few times. But it's the action and like how you tackle these enemies. Like you, you are part of this group um, that ha- like everyone ha- kind of has like powers. It's like a psychic network uh, that you tap into and you tap into your. Uh, uh, your team, your squad's like abilities over time, and you're dealing with these things called others um, that come from this thing called extinction extinction belt that covers the sky. Um, like these spores come down, and um, these monsters come and attack humanity. And so you're part of the OSF, the Other Suppression Force, and you're dealing with uh, you know you're trained in to with your abilities to take on so some people are like electricity your character has like a telekinesis power um and <laughs> uh you know you're going through and like as you're going on missions you're ta- tackling these others you quickly find out like that hey people others are actually people like uh and this is like early this is a very early game uh and the, the, that's like one of the first twists you're like oh okay like i kinda, I, I guess i kind of saw that one coming and then that's just like the that's just like the the flurries at the top you quickly realize the conspiracies on conspiracies you realize um the truth about humanity <laughs> um and 
All right, what's the truth about uh, humanity? Like this is so you. Oh, if you're okay, gonna okay. sell it to me, you have to just go ahead and spoil uh, it. Okay, uh, God, Taylor, if you're here, just leave. If you haven't been in this game, uh, the, the the truth is, um, humanity left Earth a long time ago, uh, and went to the moon, mm-hmm. and then the extinction belt came and ruined things. Like it was like a meteor that left the cosmic dust trail that it was turning people into others. And so what they did was they decided to send like a, a small batch of humanity. I think there was either a rebellion or like a, a few went down to earth to see what the situation was like. And they went there and they like, they repopulated earth. Um, the plan was to uh, figure out a way to remove the extinction belt. So like either humanity can continue uh, or, or come back to earth or like the moon could like then prosper. <laughs> what? How the plan for taking it on is your character has a telekinesis power that is similar to so there's two protagonists there's Yuito and there's um what's the girl's name do you remember the other girl uh, mm. Kasane Yuito mm-hmm. and Kasane so they, they share the same ability um of uh, like telekinesis you quickly find out uh in the game that the ability is actually gravikinesis. And they can use it to time travel, but another character right? Has... And they there's kind of some like alluding to that early on, honestly. But go ahead. Yeah, and and so it's like the idea is to use gravikinesis. <laughs> the government's plan is uh, there's a secret conspiracy within the government from General Karin, who's like the the strongest one out there, mm-hmm. to create this system called SAS, which like has all the citizens tapped in because everyone's like part of the psychic network. Mm-hmm. And so like you're using these brains for like power, essentially. And so the, p- the plan is that have both of them tap into gravikinesis, use it, all the citizens as like... Batteries? Um, uh, batteries, essentially, mm-hmm. to pull the extinction extinction belt and just like move it out of the way. Um, it's absolutely bonkers. The way it escalates, uh, everything with time travel, the character relationships, it, it's so well done and it goes for it. It knows it's bonkers and it continually goes for it. Um, so, and, and, and you're just you're just like, you're buckled in. It's like King Dakot, Six Flags Great Adventure. They like hit the button and you're just going 120 miles per hour now. So here, here's, here's, here's my question, right? Yes. If this was an anime and mm-hmm. not a video game, would it have the same impact? Because if it would, then I think the game is fine being where it is. Because my problem with this game is that... I, uh, okay, I, I can see I, your argument. <laughs> I, I, do, I do think that... Like I said, I do think that the, the, the actual gameplay itself was, was fun. Um, I think early on, there's a lot of just like... I think the environments aren't... I don't think the environments are that great looking. I think the character design is cool, and I think the enemy design uh, looks good. But I don't think this is the prettiest game. I also... Oh, I thought it was a great I, looking game. The environments I, mean not so much, but I like the yeah. character design. Yeah, I mean, uh, the character design is very the anime. It's, yes, it's, it's, right. it's very anime. Um, I, I think where the game shines for me is like... It was, I think, one of the first games announced for next gen. Mm-hmm. And like when you're using... So like you have one squad and then you have like, like I was playing with Yuito, uh, Kasane's squad is off. But like at a certain point in the game, like they're, uh, 
think after the two thirds uh, mark, both squads come together and you have access to everybody's abilities. And so like you're tackling enemies and you're just like throwing everyone's abilities in and depending on your relationship with everybody, like you have different types of power ups. Uh, and so it's just like, it's just, you know, when in Ratchet and Clank, when you have a powered up weapon and it's just like pretty fireworks everywhere, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like that. And it's just like, it's like, it's pure anime bullshit uh, yeah. in terms of action. And like, and, that, and it, it's like that dopamine from that, uh, especially like in the second half of that game. Um, I I agree with you. If it was anime, it probably it would work as well. But so mm-hmm. we could keep it there. Uh, I think it's <laughs> I mean, just. I appreciate your argument, and honestly, yeah. everything you said kind of makes me want to go and, and play it more, so I can get the rest of that story. Yeah, and, and like, um, and here's the thing: like the Yuito storyline as bonkers is different as that than the sounds. Yeah, is is different than the Kasane one. Kasane, like, and so it's like the, the first two thirds of the game are different. Um, like they inter the characters intersect, but like they have their own story stuff going on. Uh-huh. And so like, even though I played and finished it with Yuito, I don't know. If, like I've read the stuff about Kasane, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so that's that's why they're more um, they were leaning towards that. That's why they were doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and it's not fully explained, um, especially like some of the stuff they end up doing uh in their path is completely different than what you do um and and then then the final third of the game is the same no matter what uh but it it is just like i think very few games nowadays take the chance of doing something different and bonkers and just going for it um, it has a Persona-esque system where, like, I agree, sometimes the dialogue takes a long time because, like... Oh, between, yeah, that was the between, other thing. Between, yes. between the... Ac- so, like, you'll have, like, the action sequence, like, you go out, you do your mission, and then you yeah. come back, and then, like, you can talk to everybody and level up. You could skip it if you want, but, like, if you sit there and you listen to it like I did, yeah. it could take, like, an hour or two. It to takes go so long. It, yeah. But then, like, but then there's, like, cool fun... Like, then once you get both squads together, there's, like... Yeah. A squad episodes where like everybody's like like hanging out together in like a little hideout and it, it's like it reminded me of persona 4 uh, more than persona 5 because it's like you actually felt that team building in those mm-hmm. moments and few games get that right so i just um, yeah yeah but i think i think i think it's earned its eighth spot <laughs> all right someone's gonna look at this list and be like it's over death loop <laughs> and that's the argument and i'm gonna well, be like yeah it's fine listen like yeah. i said this is our list yeah. right so there's something that we have to weigh into the equation is how it impacted this podcast how it impacted the two of us and uh and yeah, yeah. and so and so it also arrived in the time where i think there was like a drought of games yeah uh, early on i kind of wish i had just played it back then because then because it is such, yeah <laughs> because it is such a yeah. massive game as well um, yeah, like I, I couldn't play through this now. Um, yeah, no way. Yeah, and so oh. all right. So officially, our the game cast, the Work Prince Games cast, game of the year, twenty twenty one, number ten, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, number nine, Deathloop, eight, Scarlet Nexus, seven, Resident Evil Village, six, Death's Door, five, Inscription, four, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, three, Returnal, two, Psychonauts two, and congratulations to Halo Infinite at number one. You know, I, think, I, I I'm very proud of this list. I yeah. know, like in in past years, like when we've done this, we've like looked back at it and be like, we should we should have never put this one there or that one there. <laughs> yeah. But like I I can I feel like I could confidently sit here and be like, 
we that might, this is going to hold we might up. Look at, we, might, we might look back at Scarlet Nexus and be like, what, what the hell were we thinking? <laughs> um, uh, but but I, I am happy. I'm very happy with this list. Yes. Um, I, I agree. I wish I, could, I wish I could have two number ones. It gives like nuts too. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, me too. That might be the one thing that we come back to later and go, oof, maybe we should have swapped those. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like Tim Schafer is gonna be in a meeting. They'll be like, you know, like we went through all the lists and like had one more site given you <laughs> a number one uh, game of the year. You would have uh, we would have greenlit like Psychonauts three. Um, <laughs> and everybody is gonna write us a letter and be like, they're the work print you ruined yeah. <laughs> the future of Psychonauts. Everybody should go out and play Psychonauts two. It's one of those 100%. games that I can absolutely recommend to everybody. I feel like everybody will find something to enjoy out of it. Yeah. Um, it's not even long. It's, right. It, yeah. It's, uh, and it's on Game Pass. Like, go play that game. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up. This is... <laughs> four, of the, four of these games are on Game Pass right now, and the Deathloop will arrive later this year. Yeah. Oh, Deathloop is nuts. All right. I got, I got to find time to finish that. Okay. So let's wrap this bad boy up. We are oh. longest podcast in a long time. Yeah. Uh... I'm going to go first. You can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across all social medias, all video game platforms pretty much. Um, I don't post the most. I mostly post about this podcast and when it's going live and and occasionally a contest here or there. But but yeah, just follow me there. Uh, Blah, where can people follow you? Follow the site. Uh, you guys can follow me at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N on Twitter uh, and Night Mystic on Twitch. But let's be real. For real, I only stream at the work print on Twitch. Um, you know, you can find our latest updates when we're going live on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I, I would say, honestly, just follow the Instagram account. That's where we most of the yeah. socials for Same with streams me. go live. And... Uh, yeah, uh, over at the work prints, we have some actually really exciting stuff happening. Uh, let me just pop over here really quick. Um, we have um, uh, why did that article not post? Uh, I'll have to double check that. Uh, Miles Morales, Moon Girl, uh, you know, more comics content. Uh, Christian actually had an interview with uh, Samira, I think Ahmed it was. Let me find the tweet. I don't know why it's not. Uh, oh, I know it's not on the front page. Um, yeah, uh, the revolutionary girl, a conversation with author Samira Ahmed on, uh, the future of, um, uh, on Miss Marvel beyond the limit, a very great interview by Christian, uh, definitely check it out over on the site. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, yeah, other, we had a, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but the arcane analysis by Re- Rebecca Wang, mm-hmm. um, it was a, very well done. Uh, if you're a fan of arcane, definitely check out her piece um we will be back oh yeah um we always forget to plug this but if you're watching the stream or you're listening on the podcast um or vice versa uh be sure to tune into twitch for our live streams or uh you know if you want to listen to it in audio form uh go to itunes or your favorite podcast app or whatnot Mm -hmm. look up spotify yeah work print give us a subscribe leave a rating uh, and a comment, it goes a long way for visibility. Um, you know, um, you know, Rob and I love doing this. We love to grow the audience. The fact that like 
we actually had an audience, like a sizable <laughs> audience for today. So like, I really appreciate everyone tuning in yeah. um, and the conversations like uh, for sure. And, you know, uh, try to we'll be streaming up more stuff. I'll try to stream out some Pokemon Legends R RCS this weekend. Um, yeah, I'll probably be on tomorrow night, maybe yeah. Friday night as well. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. like you said, the best way to kind of find out about the streams is to follow our socials or to have notifications on yeah. for the Twitch, Twitch. channel. Yeah. Um, love you guys. Uh, yep. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. I can't believe this is two hours and 43 minutes <laughs> long. <laughs> uh, listen, game of the year, heavy stuff. You know, we yeah. got to give it the time it deserves. Uh, once again, everybody who was here today, everybody who listens after, thank you guys so much. Best way to support us is to tell someone about us, leave the reviews, just help us get visibility, honestly. Um, and then once we get enough people, then I'll start trying to get you guys to actually pay us. All right. <laughs> Until uh, and Bilal, thank you, man, for having you know three hours to here with me and, and talk about this stuff. I mean, thank my wife. Uh, she, <laughs> my, uh, she opened the door and she uh, or like near the end. I think yeah. as we we're talking of Halo Infinite and Psychonauts, and my cat was like laying there. She's like, he's waiting for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. And until next time. Yeah. Bye bye. bye, -bye.